Warning, Mike's crazy mind contains language that may not be suitable for all listeners. Discretion is advised, but will be completely ignored. I'm sick of it, doing right, doing wrong Parents pissed off every time I write a song Smoke crack, what's upsetting, what the fuck is that? It's something funny, made for you to laugh at You're destroying America with your rap You're so full of shit, I need to call hazmat The only way I would ever apologize Is if I had my face buried in your sister's thighs Okay, I'm sorry for what it's worth, but the best part of you was the afterbirth. If you can't take a fucking joke, then go jump in the river. Nah, 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 and I fucked your sister. If you can't take a fucking joke, then go jump in the river. Nah, 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 and I fucked your sister. Okay. Well, when your guest is laughing at your theme song, that's normally a pretty good sign. But we are back for the first time in, my God, probably four, five months in the Growing Wings Adult Services Studios. It's a fucking sauna in here, for one, because nobody's been here all day. So the air conditioning wasn't turned on. So there's that. Um, But other than that, man, I mean, I'm back here in this creepy ass fucking room. Uh, apparently nurse ratchet did not get my memo that we have a guest in the studio this week and an important one at that. Damn it. Nurse ratchet. You're fired. Shit. What's up, dub? What's going on, Dave? We are back here. I forgot that I have raining money when I'm here in the studio, man. That That is awesome. All right. But no bullshit, man. Let, let's just go ahead and just dive into the show. We're late anyway. Um, cause I haven't been here in four months and I changed almost everything in the asylum. We're in a completely brand new asylum, man. But anyway, here she is the wonderful, the beautiful Jessica Steffi's host of the women's health summit How are you doing? here at redline radio LLC. I'm so sorry that nurse ratchet did not clean the blood and the, and the inverted crosses and stuff off the walls. I, a, I'm sorry. It is okay. I literally just kind of like tipped. And then hoped for the best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got one of my fellow Northeast Ohio Ghostbusters, Matt, joining us on the chat this week. What's going on? Timbuktu, I see you. My wife, Megan, watching Wait, as well. Matt, Matt who? Matt Grenig. Okay. Yes. Okay. He's a fellow Ghostbuster yes. guru? Yes. All right. All uh, right. My wife is watching. We got Dave saying, I'm always late. Go fuck off, Dave. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tim saying, what's up, Jess? Saying what's hi to my up, wife. Tim? Matt said we got Dub saying what's up to God damn the chat blowing up and we're not even five minutes into the show. Everybody loves me. I see that. Uh but Matt saying that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Dave saying what's up, Jess. What's up, Dave? What's up, Megan? All right. So Okay, I'm yelling. I'm <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> uh but yeah, you know, so uh first episode back in the studio. Um, I've wanted to do guests, obviously, for the entire four months that I was out of the studio, but so hard to set guests up. Uh, Dave, uh, Dave said he's sitting here with Lurch. Oh, great. Lurch is watching. 
Uh, but what's up, Lurch? Hopefully you guys like the graphics, some of the last graphics that came out. Uh, Matt saying, what's up, Jess? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. He doesn't know if he knows you or not. But Oh, no, you oh. probably don't. I was just asking. Oh, I just like yeah, throwing yeah. in questions. Yeah, Sorry. No, you're, you're good. You're good. You're good. You're a fellow <laughs> show host. You're allowed to do this. Um, but so the reason you're here. Yes. Um, first of all, you know, the Women's Health Summit, it's becoming a very popular thing. That's what I hear. At Redline awesome. Radio. That, that's amazing. Um, we love having you do it because, yes. you know, it's obviously so important, which is part of the reason why you're here this Absolutely. week. Um, he says, no worries, just being friendly. <laughs> um, so tell us, like, you were not the original host of the Women's Health No. Summit. In fact, um, after this summit, I will be putting together my anniversary. Hey. And Mr. Lex Vegas will be joining us. As, now, as a new as a new concept, he also I also asked him to be a part of the anniversary show because yes, it actually was his idea. original concept. Yes, same with the men's health summit that I have taken over. Absolutely, um, yes, and I definitely want to give him credit for that because yeah. I even oh. though I've taken it and ran with it, it wouldn't have been here without his brain. So I I definitely wanted to honor the fact that that that's where it came from oh yeah for sure you know and uh i think we did uh, did a pretty good job of bringing that topic up to on the first men's health summit back that i did mm-hmm. um and that was an intense summit that was very intense no kidding <laughs> oh my goodness the men have something to say for real yeah you know and i mean that was the, the whole basis around it and that's why we're renaming it the car ride i love that that is so that was good yeah. now, who came up with that um, that was actually Josh, the the other person that's responsible for the men's okay. and women's health. All right, all right. Being here, uh, I might have to take the phone number down because it looks like the phone is broken still. But we'll we'll get that fixed. I promise. Um, where was I going with it? Oh, so like Josh and Lex being in professional wrestling, mm-hmm. that was kind of their thing, and that, that's something that you hear all the time from even the biggest names in WWE. Like when you're in that car. That's your time to talk. That's your time to vent. I agree. Yeah. You know, and, you know, just traveling from city to city, especially in indie wrestling, you don't get the big spectacular jets like you get in WWE. No, it's all, or, you know, <laughs> it's, it's you pretty know. rough. Yeah. It, they don't travel in luxury at all. No. It's basically your Humpty Dump all the way to wherever you got to go. So you got to have gas money. You got to have a good vehicle. Tunes. Or. Or some really awesome friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and so that that's kind of where the name came from was the car ride. No, I like that. That's, that's how Lex and, and Josh started the whole thing. Okay. And, and I love that concept, too. It's just guys just sitting around bullshitting like well, they would if they're in a car. pretty much in, in the same concept. Uh, that's kind of how I, I Do the structured yeah. the Women's Summit. I didn't feel like it should all come from me mm-hmm. because I am not an expert by any means. I just went through some major shit in my life and right. I kind of figured out how to live with it and how I got through it and how to live healthily, you mm-hmm. know? So I wanted to share that, but I, in my journey have found that I'm not just teaching, I'm learning. Right. And the best people to learn from is people that have gone through shit, not necessarily your same shit, just, shit in general they mm. they just live in life and and having to having to figure things out um and i found a lot of women that actually have our like treasures mine. to my mm-hmm. they're they're my tribe they're actually becoming more and more of my strength because 
every once in a while I get this feeling like I'm doing this for nothing, <laughs> you know, and, and when I hear somebody say something or share something I said, it, it, it hits me deep. It means something because that means that what I'm saying is true. Yes. No. And, and that's why I love the, the way that we, that both you and I are structuring yes. the, the men's and absolutely. Women's I agree. Health summits and, and everything like that. We, uh, Megan says, we are here for you, Jess. Oh, thank you, Megan. Um, you know, and I, and I, and I do think that it's very important. And after what happened to me last week, yeah, you know, I think it's, it's so important to, look at yourself, look deep inside yourself, look at the, listen to what your body is telling you and take the, bleh, I can talk, I promise <laughs> precautions needed. Right. To look into that, which is another reason why I had to be here tonight. <laughs> so we can kind of talk about some of those warning signs and things like that as well. But this month on the, on the health, on the women's health summit, I think you have a really sp specific and s special topic. I do. Um, I think this one, the last one went way better mm. than I thought it would. I really do. Um, a lot, there was a lot of skepticism with my, with my whole, you know, accountability. Mm -hmm. Um, I got a lot of scrap from the guys, um, because they've been through some rough shit and don't believe that women are capable. Um, but I think it turned out more beneficial to a lot more people than, what I originally hoped for, which is always good, right? And and that's what I'm sitting to do, um, even in my latter okay. latter months this year, is to do the hard topics because healing is not just about the warm and fuzzies. No, it is not. I'm repositioning the camera because I don't like the fact that I'm not looking into the camera. <laughs> that's okay. I don't even know what I'm looking at, like virtually. Like, am I looking um, at you virtually, or if I'm just like off to this? Should I stare at this? See, uh, I, I'm yeah. not a good podcaster. I oh really no, you're you're, you're 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 100 <laughs> fine. Um, like I said, it, I normally I bring my own camera with me, and I didn't this time right. because. Uh, Anybody trying to get into Berea right now? Good luck. Oh my God. I got lucky just to park right across from um, Sweet Mangoes because yeah. it literally is a ridiculous. I've never seen it this full. Um, I, like I said, I think it's the fireworks. I think Berea is doing their fireworks tonight. And I think that that might be why the traffic has been. It could be. They, they um, have little stands and stuff around here. Yeah. And Koi Lake is like right behind us. Yeah. So, you know, we, we're, we're stuck in the middle of that epicenter. Um, but so the topic this month, it's about setting boundaries, setting boundaries. I like that topic. I like that idea. I had the hardest time. That was probably this one is going to hit home the hardest for me mm -hmm. um, because I spent in myself, my personal life, I spent 20 years in a marriage of being controlled. I didn't have any boundaries other than whatever my husband said. So unlearning that behavior has been extremely hard for me and not feeling the guilt of saying no. Mm. That one's that one's been tough because with it carries a lot, especially when you know it's better for the person that you're telling no to. Mm -hmm. And they'll figure that out after they get it, get it right. But it's the strength of saying no and sticking to your guns and watching them fall on their face and figure it out themselves. That was the hardest lesson I had to learn. Yeah. 
No, it's it's a wonderful topic. I mean, especially for anybody that's that's either just getting into a divorce, just coming out of a divorce, mm-hmm. or even just coming in and out of a bad relationship. I mean, I would say it's not even about relationships. Just like I said, general, with the accountability, right. mm-hmm. um, I learned how to set boundaries with my children. Um, I had to set boundaries with my friends. Um, I was the yes person. I wanted to be the people pleaser. Everybody was more important than me. And that's, that's the hard lesson. And you have to slowly pull that, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, it's not an easy change at all. Absolutely. Not. And it has to start at home. Yes. If you can't even tell your children, no, your spouse, no, um, your sisters, your brothers, your mom, your dad, if you can't tell them no at some point, cause you know, that's just too much for you to handle right now then that's work you got to do. And that's kind of what happened with me last week. Um, You know, I'm seeing three different doctors right now. I had to get a heart rate monitor. um, How old are you? 38. That's not right. You should not have that many doctors (laughs) at your age. (laughs) Well, one is for my knee because I injured my knee in my last job. And we're still trying to figure out what the hell happened to it. Wow. So, I mean, this has been a year and a half, almost a two year journey so far that I've been going through, but it's also workers comp. So workers comp moves at a slight snail's pace. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) Um, So there's that doctor and they're there. They just sent me to my third orthopedic surgeon Mm -hmm. to try. And he's just like, well, now I want to start over from the beginning. What? So I need to, you know, Wait, I need to what? yeah, I need to start this whole thing from the beginning, look at it from day one, get all the way up to the current. And I'm just like, oh, um, so I had that going. Does on. that include physical therapy too? God, I hope not. I really hope not. Cause if you're starting times. you all the way over, that would suck. That yeah. would really suck. Yeah. I went through that four times and I, I, I don't think I can. No, I just had to go through it one time. That was enough. And she was a bitch. I mean, I See, mean, I loved her. But yeah. she was a bitch. See, I mean, they're supposed to be that way, but right. still, all, all my guys were great. So no, uh, no, no, no. She told me I had when I because I broke my hi, wrist. Lisa. I broke you, my Lisa. wrist, and um, thank you on my dominant hand. Oof. So I had to relearn how everything. to use my, everything, and she would not let me leave physical therapy until I was able to write the alphabet holding a five pound weight. Weight. And tracing it in the air. That is a son of a bitch. And she's a bitch for making me do it. But I did it. And I'm happy that I did it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, I, I had that going on, you know, and this was the week leading up to that appointment. Like, right. That appointment was just this past Monday. Um, you know, because of me not working a stable job until just recently, we're crawling out of a financial hole. Yeah. Yeah. My wife hasn't had a car in almost yeah. a month, you know, so I've been there too. You know, j- there was just all of that. Plus, you know, I just started a new job. I'm actually excelling at it, which, you know, that shouldn't be a stressor, but success can definitely, Jesus, stop messaging me, people. Um, that can definitely cause stress. Oh, no, it can. Um, and you trying to control it can cause stress too. Exactly. So if you're just not willing to let it happen, you're doing a whole injustice to yourself. Exactly. And, you know, and that was the crazy thing where it's just like, I'm not even thinking about the job that I'm doing. I just like, you know, you just keep hearing you're where you like you're excelling past where people in your position should be right now. You've only been here three months and your numbers are hitting some of our high ranking 
people. Okay, so my my advice to you, slow the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's crazy. If it's it like, don't come with a pay raise, slow the fuck down. Well, I mean, and that, and that's the crazy thing where it's just like, you know, I'm just like today is my first day technically out of training on my new schedule and my regular schedule. Dude, you just raised the bar way too freaking high. And it, it, it's crazy. <laughs> right because, out the gate. Right. And, and it's crazy because like I'm not even I wasn't even thinking about trying to be where I'm at. I was just doing my job. But well, because, that's good then. Right. You're not over overextending no, yourself. No, 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 that's okay. Absolutely that's not. okay if it's just natural talent. Right. That's you know, different. And I think, you know, because I keep telling, telling some of the customers that I help on the phone, I'm just like, you know, I have 10 years. I've been doing this 10 years on and off. Mm -hmm. So I, there's not much you can call me about that I haven't seen. And it's kind of, it's that kind of a thing. And I think that that's kind of making it to where, you know, I'm getting the numbers that I'm getting and I'm doing the job that I'm doing. Do you like it? This is probably the second best job I've ever had in my life. Oh, sweet. See, that makes it easier and less stressful when you actually like mm -hmm. it. Like, I don't like stupid people. Neither do I, but I do. I deal <laughs> but, with them on an hourly basis. But I basis. like my job. <laughs> but I do like my job. I just that's that's the hangup about my job is having to explain to adult children. I just I don't understand the I, simplicity yeah. of having to explain to an adult like they're a child. I can't I can't fathom it. I work with these phones so, or yes. okay. See, you hold stuff up and yeah. now it's charades. Um, I work with these. I activate them and I repair them for one of the major cell phone providers in the country. Or when I shouldn't say major, but we're one of the fastest growing okay. in the country right now. The amount of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help. <laughs> See, before I even ask one question, the very first thing you do is turn it off and turn it on. I learned well, that from my <laughs> IT guys. <laughs> you know, it even says when you call in, please do not call from the device that you need support on. <laughs> Can I tell you how many people I hear? Oh, yeah, I'm on that phone. Or they'll lie to me and they'll say, no, 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 I'm not on that phone. I hit the button to do what I need to do. Bye bye. They're gone. Yeah, because because <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. That's you funny. Know, and, then, and then it's just like, there are days when I'm too busy <laughs> to sit there and grab their phone number off of their account and call them back. And then they're like, well, the guy never called me back. And they're like, well, you shouldn't have called from the device. See, you're two years shy of, <laughs> of you finally having your fucks being slowly depleted. Because I actually had somebody today that's been working for our company um, mm. that has been trained on HIPAA regulations actually oh, asked. Those are fun. well that's what i do for a living but she has been with the company for quite some time and, and for those that know what happened to me last week this is zero sugar so get off my dick i don't want to be on your dick at uh, all yeah. okay good all right so anyway <laughs> <laughs> anyways but she actually asked me she sent me um, a patient statement and actually asked me what what was the phi or the protected health information on the statement. Now she's been with the company for like 10 years. So I just sent her a link to the policy that shows what PHI is. And I told her, I said, here's where you look. And she laughed, but it ain't my job to, nope. to tell you. Oh, you what can say fuck. Do. I don't care. Well, I'm trying to be nice. See, I'm supporting, <laughs> supporting a whole generation of women here. And <laughs> I tend to speak say fuck a whole lot more these days <laughs> well there is that um 
But the craziest part about it is, is like we also have protected information. So I'm not even allowed to have my phone on the floor yeah. at work because mm-hmm. we have, you know, credit card numbers, phone yeah. numbers, addresses, in some cases, social security. Numbers. I've been tattled on for just having uh, a, a picture. I, ha- I was venting one day mm-hmm. and I took a picture, a, a blurred picture, obviously, of our company policies and said, Hey, this is what I do for a living. What are you up to? Somebody actually told on me. I actually had a meeting with my boss who is the compliance officer. So that was fabulous over social media. And that is why I'm not on social media anymore. You know, (laughs) and that's the craziest part about it. I mean, it's like, it's 2023. Obviously we all live on Facebook. We all live on Twitter. Well, actually maybe not Twitter anymore. I think it's all heading towards trends as of that's, yesterday that's what i heard is that it's basically the same platform I, it looks i'm identical. sorry i went to tw- and now that y'all are moving of course now i'm on twitter <laughs> like y'all well, are all moving away to some new app and it's going to take me another five ten years to get there are you on instagram i finally made it to instagram but you, that's because you log of when- into trends with your instagram account see that's too complicated for me i just want an app that, and, the, and an app like i i don't even like my facebook being connected to instagram i hate that shit they own it i, so. I hate that shit yeah. like there's stuff that i share on instagram because it's a different audience than yeah. than on facebook right and some of that is geared more towards women and the only thing i post on instagram is geared towards women mm-hmm. so I've got a special group on Facebook to to do all of my women posts. I don't need Instagram sharing all that crap <laughs> on yeah. my Facebook page. Yeah, that that's like I pretty much like I obviously I signed up for or I didn't sign up for trends. I it just said, "Hey, you know, because you're on Instagram, now you're on trends too." And I'm like, "Oh, um <laughs> <laughs> like you had a choice. Thanks. <laughs> you know, it's like because I wanted to save trends for the show stuff only. I didn't want right. Well, that's that. I am very uncomfortable being out, out in social media, um, especially being the fact that I have done privacy uh, for about 13, 14 years. Right. You know, I'm very, I, I am very, very aware of my digital fingerprint. Um, I actually had to do studies, isn't it? I had to do studies for my job for it and it scared the hell out of me. And I cleaned my shit up every six months. If there's anything out there, I recommend you Google yourself, you use whatever browser and you look yourself up. And it's also important too, if you're looking up things that maybe you shouldn't use an incognito tab or go into privacy mode. Oh, so I also learned a fabulous (laughs) trick that Google does. Uh, um, apparently it automatically logged into my Google account when they set me up for work. And, um, yeah, I Google things on my private life mm-hmm. that I don't Google at work. So I don't really care that my work knows what my personal browser looks like. Right, right. <laughs> so, well, yeah, that's another kind you, of infringement on my privacy. You, you work from home, right? Yes. Do they not give you a VPN for that? So the VPN actually doesn't work the way that people think it works. The VPN is just a a secure tunnel 
to make sure that you can connect to your work resources. To to mm-hmm. otherwise, I would be in the building using the same files. Exactly. So the only thing it does is give me a secure tunnel into mm-hmm. my network at work. That's yep. that's all it really. It is. It basically makes it look like your computer is connected to your in in office. And I can do network. things on my laptop at home right. that I wouldn't otherwise be able to do. The problem is that when we are working in the office, we are under a firewall. When you're working from home, you don't have that stuff set up on unless you're a unless you're an IT guy or you're 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 wise in and how all that works. You're not gonna have that set up. So it's really it's really yeah. the whole concept of working from home and in the medical field is is just so twitchy. I don't I, I don't like it, but yeah. it, it you know they as long as they don't give you a company laptop, they do. But when again, when you're connected at home, you're connected to your internet. Well, so it, it where whereas if I were to Google stuff at work, yeah, because I have to for my job. Right. If I Google stuff for work, there's YouTube videos I can't get into that's work related because they have it blocked. The, uh, they have it blocked. Mm-hmm. So same thing with me at my job. Right. So so at home, I can go on that YouTube video. Because I don't have that censored blockage on my on my settings on my security settings, right? So that's the scary part is we've got hourly employees we're entrusting to do the right thing with people's PHI <laughs> when they're in an unsecure environment. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. um, one of the things I have to teach in class is if you print anything off hard copy, you got to be aware of your traffic. Mm-hmm. Because people can view your PCs these days. There's no real secure way of not having people look over your shoulder. So mm-hmm. you have to be aware, even on your desktop, what personal private information you are giving people access to. And one of the things that my boss always tells me, too, when, whenever you get up from your computer, lock it. So funny story. Oh, boy. We actually do what's called a, uh, we call it a HIPS week. It's a health insurance security and, and, or health insurance, privacy and security. And I have to put together um, a whole week of fun for it because it's like a, a, a privacy celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that we did was a company-wide audit. And come to find out our employees failed miserably at the fact that you are supposed to lock, which means the control L people. Yeah, no, the control, the the Windows L. Windows L. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is on a Mac, but I know that that's what it is. They actually were just turning off the screen. Oh, good job, Genius. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the secure way of doing things these days if you can't see it. It's not there. <laughs> See, and this is why. And I, I actually do have a degree in IT security. So it's like I, everything you're saying, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, but this is why at the two companies that I've worked for where I do the exact same thing I do now, they would literally walk around the floor. And if you did not lock your computer, mm-hmm. they would either invert your screen. I had that done to me once. Uh change your background to be something that you have no interest in whatsoever or just do something. They would hack the screensavers Mm -hmm. 
and type some weird ass message across there like you have been hacked or some some crazy thing like that on their screensavers. My one trainer at my last job that I did what I'm doing now, which was like, holy shit, almost 10 years ago now. Um, so I literally have been doing this for 10 years. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, he would always walk around and he always talks about cat videos on, on like oh, stuff like that. So he'd always change your background to some like pretty pink frilly cat thing. Normally the chick from Harry Potter with her office that was all loaded with cats yes. and stuff. Yes. Um, and then he'd always put like um, lock your computer right now as <laughs> the screensaver. Okay. That's just, just me being me being a nerd. I can appreciate that humor. <laughs> exactly. You know, so like it, it was always stuff like that, but um, no, it's harmless. It's harmless, but it's to the point because I actually, we do actually have cubicles that face the, the main hallways and stuff. Yeah, and, and because of that, we have people that do tours through that are potential clients. This camera is powerful enough for me to zoom in to a clock that is about as far away as that TV is. And I can get a number crystal clear off the clock. Exactly. So if this phone is that powerful, is powerful enough to do that, that's why it's important for people in fields like that right. to lock your computer because somebody can just go. Right. And they have a credit card number. Well, we actually had to write a policy because somebody asked the question about using their own personal devices or phones to look at their emails. Um, no, <laughs> not company emails. That's proprietary. <laughs> you can't use personal devices that way. You uh, no, no, no. But the thing I hate is like for the company that I worked for before when I did this, um, we had a bunch of gear. So like I always had t-shirts that had the company name and stuff. Mm -hmm. on. I went to the doctor one time and it just happened to be for one of our clients. Oh man. And they're like, Oh, you're the guys that work on our phone. And I'm like, yeah, here, can you fix my email? <laughs> and I'm just like, how about you fix me? <laughs> like there's, there's a 1-800 number for that. And I know it. Here it right, is. Would you right. like it? I don't want your phone. No. Please don't give me your phone. I'm, no. I'm not going to do anything but hand it right back to you and say it's not fixed. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just like, well, I got to go and run some tests and blah, 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 blah. So while, while I'm running tests, why don't you look at my mic? Like, no. Call my friends at See, work and, and let them do it. You're not paying me. No, this I'm not, not getting paid right now. I'm not getting paid for it. I'm not going to help you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um. But I, again, I apologize. Nurse Ratchet didn't clean up. I mean, she left the window open. The, the exam chair is disgusting. I mean. Well, and there was, the, you said it's hot as hell in here and, and it's not as bad now, but. No. It was a creepy muggy feeling in here earlier. So you need to talk to her about that. I will. I will. I mean, we got windows open. It's 90 degrees outside. I mean, it's just, this is not sloppy conducive. work. It's it sloppy, sloppy it work. Is. You know, and when you when you tell you know your, your I expect my celebrity level to be ex respected. <sighs> you know, Lee, I come in here. I'm sorry, I'm being I told tried. I'm popular. You know, and stuff, and and I have to sit in bloody chairs and shit. <sighs> what the fuck is that? I I'm sorry, I tried. I begged Nurse Ratchet to clean the asylum up this week. I expect better. I expect better from you. All right. Uh, Jeff said he's uh, out and about and checking out the show. If that's the real Jeff, we don't know anymore because 
there's so many fake Jeffs running around the internet these days. So is that the new name? It used to be like Michael. I don't know. Now it's like, Jeff. Everybody's Jeff. Uh, I'm not sure. Like, I just know the couple that like there are a couple fake fake Jeff James accounts running around out there. I do know that. See, I learn something new every day. Right. right. Make note. Make note. Um, but let's. I'll refresh everybody as to what happened. I know my wife probably doesn't want to hear it again. Uh, <laughs> oh, sure, sure, Megan wants to hear it <laughs> one more time. You know, it, it, it's crazy because, like, I, I, I obviously the next day after what happened happened, I took the day off. You know, and as to be expected, right? You know, they they, they said you're off until July first, and I'm just like, thank you. You know, so basically just. I was fielding phone calls all day from my friends. They're just like, did you live? Are you okay? Like, right. Like I answered the phone, didn't I? Like, <laughs> um, you know, but, but it's it, a scary thing. It is. It's it, a scary thing. And it's a wake up call for you. Absolutely. It mo most definitely like that was the biggest thing about it. But th when I went back to work that next, the, the day after one, one of my friends actually used to work at the old other place with me is now here at okay. this place with me. I, I never say the name of where I work on, on the air. I just think that's bad journalism. Um, oh, really? Because I shout out my my work all the time. You know why? Because I'm always looking for a promotion. It's actually in my agreement, <laughs> especially since like I told them in my interview that I'm a podcaster. Like that was like question number one <laughs> in my interviews. I've Are plugged, you going to talk about my, your job? I'm like, nah. I do. Not in the I way do. that. Not in the same way. Like, I don't bash my job. No, 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 no. But, and, if, and but I, I do talk about right. lessons learned I mean, at my I job. I talk about things that happen at work, yeah. but I don't sit there and be like, man, this one bitch called in and then, you know, like, yeah, I, won't, no. I won't do anything like that. No, I agree. Um, or I won't talk about policies or anything like that, especially since um, something in the studio is powered by my job. So, like. Well, um, I don't like to talk about policies either because I mm -hmm. write them. I. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is not the sexiest part of my job. Let no, me tell you. <laughs> no. Um, and, you know, plus it's, just, it's a promise that I made when I got hired that I would not mention my job. I, I can respect that. I can. Res uh, and some and some businesses do not want to mm -hmm. be publicized. Mine, um, mine is actually doing and I'm not sharing it right now. I usually share a lot of stuff that they they mm -hmm. they post. But um I don't know. They're they're sharing right now certain people like new employees. We're trying to get like reach out to that generation by kind of giving you a little bit of titty bits on on new hires and stuff. And I'm so old school that I don't know. I feel uncomfortable sharing my employ my fellow employees on the internet yeah. when when um I don't necessarily want somebody to do that for me. Exactly. So I, I, it, kudos to my job for wanting to promote, you know, healthy employee interaction. But I'm just too old school for promoting individual employees like mm -hmm. that. Like I could see a team. Like we have projects all the time. We have different project teams. I could see giving your your snaps to a team. You know, and including everybody, but to call out one individual just feels weird. Yeah, no, no I, I agree a hundred percent. But yeah, so like I, I'm back at work, and this particular friend spots me, and he's just like, "Hey, you good, man?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you know, I mean, I didn't die." <laughs> and he's just like, "How are you being so cavalier about this?" And I'm like, "Well, what do, what do you want me to do? Dwell on it? If I dwell on it, no, you're supposed to go the other route where you're like health guru, you know, because you had a scare." 
Isn't that what everybody does no. when they have health care? No, no. <laughs> they go religious. You see, okay, I, I will say this. Like, if it had been two, maybe even two and a half years ago, if what happened to me last week had happened, I probably would have just laid on that public bathroom floor in my office and let myself die. There it goes. Okay, there we go. Oh, yeah. Hi, we're back. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like we were worried about where the money was going to come from for the wedding. You know, I, I was not excelling at my last job at the post office at all. And that was just weighing on me. So it's just like if this had happened. Oh, so, yeah, I mean, even, even better, like because like I was delivering mail, you know, <laughs> two years ago. So <laughs> if this had been two years ago, I might have died right there in the fucking sidewalk in Newburgh Heights. So, See, I mean, everything happens for a reason. I'm just saying you were in a place. And, and and you got taken care of because you were in that specific place. Exactly. Um, but weren't you also, um, one of the things you wanted to talk about was listening to your body? Yes. Um, so the way I always instruct people, because I actually don't say anything unless I've done it myself. I know we keep freezing. It's the, it's the interwebbies. I think we're being overtaken by whatever's happening down the street um when we go to break i'll switch the routers when you when you're listening to your body it's not just about shoulda woulda couldas it's it's about okay now that i know that can happen um what are its triggers right and that was the thing too like two years ago i wasn't having the same problems i'm having now you know but, but were you also, having problems mainly just with my knees Okay. But because I was delivering mail, I was walking 11 miles yeah. a day. You know, I was drinking right. probably six, seven gallons of water a day yeah. just to stay hydrated. Yeah. And I was losing 50 pounds a week. Well, good for you. Right. I mean, that's good weight. That's not like, oh, shit, I can't eat nothing. So I'm going to drop 20 pounds because huh. of it. Right. But when you're walking 11 miles a day, yeah. if, you, if you don't drop at least 20 to 30 pounds. Something's wrong. Exactly. Something's wrong. I agree. Exactly. You know, so there there was that too, you know, so now that I'm in a sedentary job and I was in, I don't want to say sedentary jobs, but I wasn't in the best jobs before mm -hmm. I, I went to where I'm at now. I wasn't, you know, I'm still thinking in the mindset of I can eat whatever the hell I want because I'm going to lose, you know. Yeah. Um, but I've been I, there know, too. Right. <laughs> you know, but I mean, also the amount of stress I was under and everything like that, that's uh, all of that contributed to what mm -hmm. happened. So basically... It's a Thursday afternoon. It's about 345-ish. I had just sat down in the cafeteria. I had just opened my my gorgeous-looking salad from Chipotle. Mixed it all together. Started taking about six bites. All of a sudden, my heart started just pounding. Oh, wow. Like, and I was just sitting there. Right. I'm watching Netflix. I'm eating my Chipotle, <laughs> and my heart just starts. And I'm just like. Okay, like, did you feel nervous at all, or is it no, just like I, I an was, onset of your heart beating fast? It was just an onset. Like, I'm, I'm literally sitting there watching a um, documentary about Metallica because I was going to talk about. I talked about Saint Anger on my show last week, right? And this documentary was about the making of Saint Anger, so it's just okay. like it, it falls in line. And then all of a sudden, like, my arm went numb. I couldn't even pick up the fork. Wow! And then my lips started going numb. That's scary. And I'm like, okay, this ain't right. Like, so I, I just like, I put the fork down at the best I could because my arm was numb. Yeah. And I just sat there and closed my eyes for a few minutes. 
And even though my eyes were closed, I could still feel the room like literally spinning like a hamster wheel. I feel that. Yeah. I've, I've been on one of those trips. Yeah. And I'm yeah. just like, okay, this isn't right. All of a sudden I got super nauseous. Been on those trips too. But so like all this happening at one time and then I try to stand up because I'm like, I'm not going to well, puke all finale, over. That's the finale, isn't it? Right. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to puke that, all over yeah, the fucking cafeteria. And so like there was a girl sitting at the table next to me and she's looking at me and I must have been pale as a ghost because she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I can barely talk because my mouth right. is not. And I'm like, right. I, I, I don't know, but I know I'm going to go throw up. <laughs> So I walk to the bathroom best I can, <laughs> and my knees immediately hit the floor, which is probably mistake number four because of how bad my knees are. And I'm just dry heaving, like nothing is coming up at all. And did you eat? Like, had you eaten anything like, that day before that? Yeah, because like okay, I, so I dry, take, the dry heaving was weird, right? Okay, you know, because like I mean, I have to take my blood pressure medication. I normally take it right when I get to work, so I always right. grab like some chips and like or not not chips uh crackers right and, like, i, I do that wedges. like yeah i do those yeah. yeah i i go for the peanut butter ones yeah 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 you know but the, these were like wedges of like cheddar and, and mm -hmm. mozzarella i think okay and like you know i just eat those and then i take my pill and yeah drink it with water and then i'm on my way to my desk but uh so i'm just like this should at least be water coming up because i've been drinking something. water all day. yeah something and nothing <laughs> And like my body lost so much control, I shit myself. Oh man! See, I am always afraid that's how, either that or they're gonna cut my good bra. <laughs> that, that is my that is my two fears is yeah. is having having an accident when they're treating right. me or them having to cut off good right. clothes. Right. Yeah. So it just so happens that the girl that was sitting at that table next to me, her mom was one of the janitors at our in our building. Okay. So she she's like, Mom, I can't go in there, but he's in there and you know, he doesn't look right. He's having you know? he's having a rough, rough right. time here. Right. Yeah. You know, can you go check on him? So she comes in and she's like, Who's your boss? So I give her my supervisor's name. Next thing I know, the owner, or not the owner, but like the manager of our station uh -huh. walks in and he's just like, Are you okay? And I'm, I'm like, like no. I'm like, dude, I'm on my knees hugging a fucking toilet. Do I look okay? But I had the wherewithal because I know what the warning signs of a heart attack are. Yes. Where I'm just like, I think I'm having a heart attack. Yes. And he's just like, okay. And then next thing I know, he's on his phone. I am so every single time I get a, a twitch or anything near right. and on my left side, I'm I'm so freaked out by it. Yeah. Because I, that is I've been taught. That's that when you start feeling the tingly uh-huh that's that's a good sign that some ain't right right and plus i had just started my blood pressure medication oh, like two man. weeks previous to this so so it could have been a, a thing. anything yeah, yeah it could have been any any reason for this to be triggered exactly. right exactly that's so scary and at your so, age too that is even scarier yeah so obviously they picked me up off the bathroom floor they walk me into the um first aid room and i'm sitting there and i'm like i'm sorry i'm like i know i smell like straight shit right now I'm like, but I they ain't worried myself. about that. They just don't want you to die. That's right. Right. That's their only goal. But for me, that was like my big vanity <laughs> moment. Is it's just like you know, like right. I, I sit there and I joke about the fact I'm fat because I know I'm fat. I, I see no, it in the mirror I, every day. I, you know, I, I feel you. I would not yeah. want to be have covered in shit mm -hmm. at work. This is your employer. This is not how you want people to see you at right. work at all. So like, I, I calm down. 
after the initial shock and I'm sitting there, the ambulance got there pretty quick because this was the day that that really bad accident was on 480. And I so you. Ooh. Yeah. I <laughs> work in Garfield Heights. So you got lucky there too. Exactly. Wow. And Garfield Heights is always one uh half of Jess's cutoff. Okay, let me fix that. Uh I think it's just the way she's sitting. I am. I'm trying to straddle two things at once. Wait, that didn't sound right. Uh wrong show. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. So back to your heart attack yeah. scare. Um so, you know, like like I was saying, um, I'm sitting there, there and there we, we go. Oh, there we go. Um I just uh, want to be able to look at you too. Yeah, yeah no, it you're feels good. You're so good. weird. Not I know. I know. Staring at here when you're there, and but you're there, right? <laughs> um, so I'm I'm going through this, and they they actually got there pretty quick, considering because Garfield Heights is always one of the first teams to respond mm -hmm. to anything happening on 480 because they're right there, right? Um, so they, but they got there super quick. Ran my blood pressure. Clearly, it's through the goddamn roof. Uh, yeah, I um, would say so. And so he's in there and he's like, um, I'm sure you're probably gray at this point, <laughs> <laughs> the way you're talking. And I'm just like, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm just like, you know, I don't know what happened. Like I told him everything that happened and they're like, well, you're done working for the day. And I'm like, you think like, yeah, no, I'm I want to go back on the phone. Thank you for calling. Boop, blah, please, please. You know? I can't, I can't live knowing I have to go home after this situation. I just lived for this job. You know, that's right. what they want you to say. Right. You know, but yeah, I mean, it's just like, yeah, you know, I mean, my heart just fucking exploded, but I'm just going to go back on the phone and he'd go, you know, thank you for calling. Well, this is Lee speaking. How may I help you today? You know, like, like th th that's the first thing in my freaking head. You know, yeah, well, that's what they want you to do. Well, I mean, this is the paramedics telling they, me this. Like, yeah, this is even could, my boss. They could know? probably record your voice from the ambulance. <laughs> no, they got you. Uh, but yeah, you know, so I'm. <laughs> I'm doing that. And they're like, do you want to go to the hospital? And I'm, you know, I started thinking about it. I'm like, you know, you're telling me I can go home. I definitely want to go there because I'm scared. No, I'm already shitless, but you know, I'm scared. Well, and which hospital are you going to? If you go, that was the other problem. <laughs> I'm right problem. there in Garfield Heights. So I'm, of course, I'm, I'm just saying. Option A is fucking Marymount. Where, where am I going? Yeah, it, so it was Marymount. <laughs> they they took me to Marymount, which well, you know, I really did not want to go there, but it's the closest hospital, yeah, and no. I know that there's a huge accident on 480, so there's no way we're going to be able to get to Parma Hospital, which I don't want to go there either. See. Everybody has told me Parma General sucks, sucks, but they have they were the ones that fixed my 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 infection in my eye. They they did better job than Southwest General. Yeah. So Dave Dave said too. He's like the uh, when I had my heart attack last August, the worst pain I have been in, and I drove myself scared as fuck driving there. Well, yeah. Not everybody's you, Dave. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can see this man having like. Uh, an arrow, even know he was... arrow stuck in his freaking chest and he's driving himself. That's the kind of man Dave is. And I mean, kudos for him for that. And I mean, at least no, he had the wherewithal no, to get there. No, you don't have to be a, a, a damn caveman about it. Have well, someone no, no, take no. you if you're bleeding to death. Jeez. Well, right. You know, I mean, but they like even even they, they kept telling me too. they're like, we do not want you to drive. And I'm just like, well, if you don't want me to drive. And I don't have to go with you in the ambulance. How the fuck do you expect me to get? Yeah, to the yeah that's that's the <laughs> problem is they like to give you an ambulance ride mm -hmm. just for the extra money. 
But the cool thing was, was as I was walking out, because I'm just like, well, look, you know, I have to grab my phone. I have to, you know, grab some stuff from my desk that I need to take Why with me. Why are you even talking about those things? You just shit yourself. You just shit yourself having a heart attack. Don't worry about that damn shit. Go to the uh, hospital. Well, I need I needed my phone at least because I need to be able yes, to get a but, hold of you. But but they'll take care of all of that. You need to worry about you. Um, so Megan, I, Megan, tell him he needs to worry about him. So grab my stuff. Went in the ambulance. And as I'm walking out the door, I hear my boss say, um, put it on them. Like, put no the shit. Yeah. You know, so I'm just like, OK, I'm like, does that include the emergency room bill? How about that ambulance ride? Huh? <laughs> <You know. laughs> That's going to be five extra hundred dollars. <laughs> you know, I don't want to have to pay. Either. I ain't putting my life in their hands. I, I, I can understand that, too. Dave said, um, well, I mean, the only reason I say that is because I actually owe the city of Parma because uh, of an incident where my daughter jammed her finger and then went to the public library and my ex-husband was kind enough to call the, the police because she was injured. And the reason why I have such a problem is because they ambulance rode her over to Parma General. For from, a jammed finger? From the Parma Heights library, which is literally across the street and then proceeded to charge me $500 for that. <laughs> so fuck Parma. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> and shut up. Megan says she tells me that all the time, which she does. Yes, um, but, I, I, I agree. Um, but yeah, no. So I'm in the ambulance and they're doing an EKG. Because they were really worried that it, it yeah, because they have to make sure that you're not going to do it again while right. you're in transport. So sure. I'm I'm on the phone with with Megan actually, like I'm in the back of an ambulance right and now. She's freaking and, out on you, right? And yes. not, not so much as she's in the car with her mother, which didn't wasn't really helping. And then her. she's freaking out on you. <laughs> you know, um, ambulance rides suck, and they drive too slow. I got an emerge. I got every an bump. You feel every damn bump in them the things. Cool, the cool thing was though, they actually put the sirens and the lights on when I was in the back of the ambulance, so we got to Marymount. No, no, quick. I'm not saying it's not cool. I'm just saying <laughs> yeah. that you literally feel every oh, bump in yeah. that thing. Yeah, it, it's, like it's and horrible. You're, you're sitting on fucking fiberglass. Uh, and yeah. Absolutely. I've yeah. I've been on the 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 gurney, gurney mm -hmm. and I've sat in and don't make a difference where you sit. Right. So you know I get to the hospital and they're they have another EKG. They're taking my blood pressure. Um, it's uh, I had my light on. We the hazards. Ah, yeah. Well, there's that. You okay. Can do that you know, but um. So I get there. They they're doing another EKG and everything, and I'm just like, first and foremost. I got an ass full of shit. <laughs> can somebody, <laughs> can, can you please stop triaging me and get me something to wear? <laughs> please. <laughs> so, you know, and they're like, well, we'll take care of that in a minute. We need to make sure that. No, gonna, this is way more important. I, I'm, like, I'm like, look, if you don't mind smelling shit, <laughs> I'm cool so with much it. more important. You know, Trust but me. it's like, I call my mom. I'm like, look, come get my debit card. Run up to fucking Walmart. Give me some fresh boxers. Give Something. me a pair of jeans. They, that should you have know. been the first priority is getting you cleaned up. So, like, they take me back to my room. I'm laying there still with a bunch of shit in my ass. I'm, you know, I'm calling my friends that I know can get to my house and get me clothes and, and right. you know, get my wife and get to my house and right. get me clothes and things like that. And they're like, we're on the way. We're on the way. But it's going to take a little bit to get there. And I'm like, I know you're coming from Parma. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> right. Just 
get my wife, get to the house, give me some fucking clothes. That's all I think about right now, sitting yeah. in my own shit. It's fresh clothes. Could you just make that happen? So finally, some dude came in with like a pair of like mesh underwear that did shit for anything. Oh my God, that's what they use for the labor ladies. Yes. That's fantastic. Oh my God. <laughs> um, and scrub pants. Obviously. Okay. Okay. You know, and I'm just like, okay, so is somebody going to come in here and clean me up or like, am I okay enough to get up and walk to the bathroom? Like, cause they don't let you walk up. You're not allowed. Not to. only that, but they'd already put the IV hole in. Yeah. yeah. You know, so you I, I'm attached the to thing. an EKG, you know? So it's like, what are we doing you're, here? You're beeping everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> you know? So then, so then finally like five people have come in and not one person is just like, Oh yeah, sure. The bathroom's right there. Or yeah, we'll send somebody in to clean that up for you or nothing. So I'm still just sitting there in my own shit. Did you wish that they had two left shoes when they wake up in the morning? Because I would. If, if you got to sit in your own shit for that long. they Two hours. They don't deserve to have their shoes. Really. They need to have two yeah. left shoes. So the physician's assistant comes in finally. And she's like, so your heart enzyme levels are slightly high. And I'm like, gee, I wonder why. See, they don't take into account the actual action. Like, what did it, what were you doing <laughs> leading up to that point? I know I'm under stress. Right. I, had a, I had a damn heart attack here. Right, I know right. I'm under stress. Um, they're like, maybe not high enough that you had a heart attack, but you came close. And I'm just like, okay. Still, um, what led up to that? Exactly. You know, and so then I'm finally, I'm just like, okay, listen, you're a doctor. <laughs> Like I'm sitting here in my own shit. <laughs> I like can't this, hear you. <laughs> this cannot be healthy. You know, and she's like, "Oh, well, let me unhook you and we'll take you to the bathroom." Oh, thank you. Thank you. You know, so it's like <laughs> 2 hours. Right. 2 hours. It was a mess back that there to just, say the least. I couldn't sit in my own shit for 2 hours. I had no choice. <laughs> man, I wouldn't have asked permission, man. I would have been whatever whatever I needed to do, sponge bath or something. That right. I cannot sit in my no way. I so, am grown. I'm not sitting right. in my own shit. Oh, the bathroom they took me to had a shower in it. Yes. And so I'm just sitting here and I'm like, do I really want to sit there and try to scrape all no, this? No, you want to just like Yeah. You know, so walked over. What there. are those? What are those bidets? Yeah, is that? I, I wish I wish we I wish they had one. <laughs> That's but yeah, what you no. needed. So I walked into the bathroom and the shower head's obviously attached. So I'm like leaning oh, over the fucking man. thing and I'm like pulling the string. You hooker, you! <laughs> I, mean, I, I had no choice. <laughs> you know, but it's like like this is why I have to be cavalier with it because there's so much embarrassment shit. Oh my gosh! You know, I am. I will tell you, I could write a book on degrading yourself for real because you just put yourself sometimes in some. Yeah. Fucked up situations. Right. That, you know, you can't tell people about. <laughs> right. Believe it or not, we are at an hour. No way. Yeah. So we are going to take a quick break here. And when we come back, we'll actually start talking about actual morning signs. We've oh, gonna... no shit. We're going to actually talk about the topic. Yeah. We're actually. Oh, gonna, no yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you had to, you had to promote the Women's Health Summit, you know, yes, which yes. when is it again this month? july 30th what time 11 a.m to 1 p.m excellent excellent peggy's on she says hey y'all hey peggy um but yeah so we'll be right back here in the asylum i will try to see if i can get nurse ratchet to clean the place up a little bit um but i think she damn telling she she kind of booked it out of here pretty quick today uh that is why that my bathroom was stinky yes (laughs) 
Yes, it was it was filled with my shit. Well, now she can say you were full of shit. Ah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. There you go, Megan. So the song I wanted to play, I didn't have time to grab. So we are going to what song do I want to play? The one you want to play. We are going to do uh, a little bit of Bones of Giants this week, uh, my friend Tony's band. And this is the song Echoes. And we'll be right back right here on Money's Crazy Mind with Jess Steffi's host of the Women's Health Summit. Oh, wow. That sounds that sounds really great. Wow. That sounds like a really good deal. Who are you talking to? Uh, the Northeast Ohio Ghostbusters. Hello, Northeast Ohio Ghostbusters. What are you wearing? Uh, khakis? Well, that sounds hideous. Well, they're Ghostbusters. All right, all right. We are back. Uh, Jess was laughing at our uh, Ghostbusters video, which, uh, if Matt, if you're still watching, I know Kimmy's going to kill me for showing that, but I really don't care. Love you, Kimmy. Uh, but yeah, we are back, and we were actually talking uh, when we were on the break about you know the fact that there are warning signs that you need to listen to um, when, when you're body is telling you yo something's wrong you gotta take care of this and i basically named off every single one of the ones for a heart attack yeah when i was telling what happened to me last week now i did not by the grace of whatever deity is up above have a heart attack but i came that close Enough to get your attention. You know, and I'm sitting there and my wife is sitting there. She's freaking out. I have a couple of my friends that actually came out to the hospital too. And they're just like, dude, we're not ready for you to die. Mm -hmm. They're like, you know, we just got you back. We're not losing you that right. way. And I'm like, hey, I like, like, like I said, if it was two years ago, I'm right here. Fucking take me. But now I'm, I'm not ready to go. You got stuff to do. I'm not done yet. You got stuff to do. If you're not ready yet, you've got stuff to do. Right. And that's what this was basically teaching you, was that you're not heading in the direction that you're supposed to go. No. No, not at all. And so, heart attack. We'll start with that, since that's what almost happened to me. Numbness in your arms. Numbness in your face. If you notice that your heart's beating quicker than normal, or... I would also add if you're feeling a, Fatigue. a, a, a pinch mm -hmm. or a um, ache under your arm. Actually, I have the CDC's warning signs right here. Uh, and that just knocks us off. Okay, there we go. We're back. Uh, chest pain or discomfort. Most heart attacks involve discomfort in the center or left side of the chest that lasts for more than a few minutes. Uh, or that goes away and comes back. The discomfort can feel like uncomfortable pressure, squeezing, fullness, or pain. Feeling weak, lightheaded, or faint. I had that too. Uh, you may also break out into a cold sweat. That's a real in big indicator. Uh, pain or discomfort in the jaw, neck, or back. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, pain or discomfort in one or both arms or shoulders. Shortness of breath. This one comes along with chest discomfort, but shortness of breath can also happen before the discomfort. Other symptoms of a heart attack could include unusual or unexplained tiredness, nausea, or vomiting. Women are more likely to have these other symptoms. Learn more about women and heart disease. Click on that. Ooh. Uh, angina. Unusual, uh, usually felt as a dull or heavy chest discomfort or ache. Mm-hmm. Pain in the neck, jaw, throat, pain in the upper abdomen or back. That's uh, why I said check your underarm too, because mm-hmm. that's where your lymph nodes are. Yeah, when to call 911. Uh, obviously, for a full heart attack, fluttering, feeling in the chest, palpitations. Those buttons are sticky. They are shortness of breath, sudden fatigue, or swelling of the feet, ankles, legs, or Jesus Christ, I've had that for years. Well, you're just retaining water after that, maybe. <laughs> um, so risk factors for heart disease in women, and obviously these include men as mm-hmm. well. Uh, high blood pressure. Uh, having high blood pressure increases the risk of developing heart disease and stroke or could lead to early death. Oh, gee, thanks. Calm the fuck down <laughs> is basically what that's saying in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Uh, high blood pressure is often underdiagnosed in women mm-hmm. and fewer than one to four women with high, have high blood pressure. 23.3% have their condition under control. I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't this, believe they have it under control. This is from the CDC. I'm so just I, saying, I mean, I'm just saying the CDC yeah, were also the ones that told us we had to stay in our house. For uh, a year. They, they, they don't got everything right. I'm just saying their uh, women are more in denial about that than they want to say they are right. Uh, black women are nearly 60% more likely to have high blood pressure than white women. Now that doesn't surprise me. Actually, they savory diet. They're, yeah, they're it's all in the diet. Absolutely. No, not being racial or anything no, like no, that. But it's soul just food in your, is very savory. It's it's just what you are used to eating every day. Exactly. That's your environment of eating. Uh, pregnant women with high blood pressure have twice the risk of developing heart disease later in life compared to pregnant women without this condition. In the United States, high blood pressure develops one in every eight pregnancies. That's even see. That's why I said we're in denial. Us women are in denial of of all kinds of shit. Uh, several other medical conditions and lifestyle choices put women at a higher risk of heart disease, including uh, high LDL, low density lipoprotein cholesterol. That's a big word. I, I don't even know what that. What is that? <laughs> uh, smoking. Diabetes, excess weight, an unhealthy diet, physical inactivity, drinking too much alcohol, stress, and depression. Well, the last two are no shit. Well, the third, last three. You really think that you get chill from alcohol? Hell no. You hyped up. Your heart's going all kinds of fast. These two are shocking. Uh, Women also space specific factors related to reproductive health and pregnancy, including... Early first period before age 11. Mm-hmm. Early menopause before 40. Mm-hmm. Uh, polycystic ovary syndrome. I have that. 
That's 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 a sucky one. Yeah. Uh, diabetes during pregnancy. Gestational diabetes. That one sucks, too, because that that's it, it it's puts you at such high risk with your pregnancy when you when you have diabetes, when you have gestational diabetes. Yeah. Uh, preterm delivery. Mm-hmm. Delivery of low birth weight or high birth weight infant. Hyper hypertensive disorders of pregnancy. Yep. So what other things do we have here for men? Uh, what can you do to recover after a heart attack? Uh, physical activity, lifestyle changes and cardiac rehabilitation. So what are you doing, Lee? (laughs) Any of those things? Uh, I am doing some lifestyle changes. Uh, I am changing my diet uh, quite a bit. Um, And no, Dave, this is not the watch you got me. This is actually a heart rate monitor uh, to make sure that I can watch my heart rate throughout the day. Um, I am trying to increase my physical activity. Um, What are you doing? uh, I'm when I'm on lunch now, like when I'm done eating, I'll walk around the halls of the office. Okay. Um, I'm also working with some friends of mine that are putting me on a physical regimen that will help with my bad knees. Do you sit a lot? At work? Yes. So I recommend doing simple stretching activities Mm -hmm. because you need that. You need the blood flow more than you need anything else. This also tells me when to stand up. Good. So every time it, even if I'm on a on a call, I'll just go, okay. Cause like I'm wearing a headset. So it doesn't matter. It's not like now. Where like if I stand up, oh shit! Helps if you don't stand on the headphone cord. Um, but you know, like I'll just right. stand up and, and just be like, okay, yeah. And then I'll like I'll even like do stuff like this, right? You know, like some half-ass push-ups and shit when I'm at my desk. Well, any um, any kind of just blood flow movement. Yes, I I I had to learn the hard way with, uh, with that. Yeah, uh, we're also watching our sh- salt and sugar intakes. Okay, Which don't make one. your food sad. No. Just because you're on a modified diet, don't make no, it no, no. sad. No, 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 no. I, I still need to spice it up a little bit, but I'm just I'm watching how much I put on. Right. Um, and what I use. So one of the things that I learned with myself, yeah, is that um I come from a long line of hypothyroidism. Mm-hmm. Hypothyroidism is when your metabolism, your whole body, your your body takes forever to send signals. Yes. So it doesn't necessarily, when you're hungry, it doesn't mean that you're actually hungry. It could have been you were hungry an hour ago, ago. Yeah. and your body's just catching up to right, tell right. you that message. So um, I couldn't figure out, and that's something we were talking about on break. I went through so many crash diets I'm like a guru at this stuff at this mm-hmm. point of what not to do. Um, one of the things that I learned though is that with slow metabolism, I can eat whatever I want in the morning as long as I train myself that I don't need it mm-hmm. until I'm ready to eat again. And that's that's one of the things that I'm I'm working on too, is it's just like um, you know. When I'm at work, we have like a whole cafe of, mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but shit mm-hmm. that we can eat when we're there. 
like five racks of candies and chips. Oh, absolutely. That's what they focus on. Um, and then we have a full cooler of nothing but pop and Gatorade. Mm-hmm. Then we have a cooler with like limited juices and milks and things like that, but it's all processed. Right. Because, well, we can't keep the healthy stuff in here because it goes bad too quick. And I'm like, well, maybe if you had the healthy stuff in here, <laughs> it wouldn't last long enough for it to go bad. It's because when they load it, it's at least been on the truck for a couple of that apple does not look appetizing when they mm-hmm. put it on the wheel of death. I'm just saying. So, I mean, that's tough. You know, but it's like, again, all you have to do is just flip the thing over and look at the caloric intake and look at the salt and and everything like that. And you'll be like, should I really be eating this or should I look for something else? See, I don't look at that stuff. I don't even know what the hell it is because I was raised on McDonald's, everything that was bad for me. Right. So I don't know how to eat right. My mom was, was, uh, drinking pepsi when i was in the womb yeah see i had a chicken quesadilla for breakfast this morning i am a bad example (laughs) (laughs) don't 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 follow me on that on that on my own well i mean yeah for for me i mean i don't even really get breakfast 99 percent of the time right so like my first meal of the day is at 11 o'clock when i get to work and that's that's the other thing is the hardest part of it was breaking your habitual eating you know, one of the things that I learned early on is routine is so important with yes. little kids. Yes. So in order to get them on a routine, you're eating breakfast at eight, you're eating lunch at noon, you're eating dinner at five. Like that's structuring them. The problem with that is, <laughs> is you're teaching them to be hungry at those times, even when they're not. And that's kind of my issue too. I don't start work until 1130. Right. Right. So I may not be waking up until 9, 30, 10 o'clock, right. you know, depending on if, you know, I took a shower the night before or whatnot, right. you know, and so I'm not eating my first meal of the day until I get to work. And that's just to have enough energy so that I'm not sitting at my desk. Right. I mean, I have like, I I know when I've had that last cup of coffee, like my body tells me, okay, mm-hmm. we're good on that front. We don't need another cup. We're good. Mm-hmm. And then I and then I have to switch to water for a little bit. And then I have my one pop of the day. And that's usually when I have when I do my breakfast. Lunch. Right. Yeah. You know, that's that's the other thing I had to learn. Breakfast is not necessarily breakfast. It's just yeah. when you decide the first to meal of the right, day. Right. You just yeah. decide to eat after right. not eating for a while. That's right. all your breakfast really truly is. So even if it's okay that you don't get hungry until you know, noon for the mm. first time of the day. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And then, you know, like, so I normally, normally, I don't know what my schedule is going to be like now, but I would go to lunch around four o'clock ish. So like, I try to eat just enough to keep me going until, you know, that mm-hmm. time. And then it's like, by the time I get into the cafeteria, it's like, man, I'm fucking hungry. Right. You know, so at least I know I'm hungry. Right. And then, when I'm on the way home, driving home, and my wife can attest to this, especially since I've been picking her up for the past month and a half, um, I'm just like, I'm fucking starving. Like, I'm hungry. And so, like, I, I, I'm i not necessarily doing bad habits when it comes to that. But, like, if you if I were to talk to a doctor, they'd just be like, well, wh- why not wake up at 8 o'clock in the morning? Because 8 o'clock in the morning is too early. Mm-hmm. 
it doesn't fit with your your work schedule. It doesn't fit with your life schedule. Right. To eat at eight o'clock in the morning. It just doesn't fit that way in your right. lifestyle. And I think that that's part of what happened to me, too, is I've been having to wake up at six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning to take my wife to work because her car's been in the shop. So I think that some of that was. Uh, oh, that's just screwed your whole eating mittens <laughs> all up. Oh, yeah. Your your body's awake when it's not used to being awake. But on top of that, too, you're right. I'm awake when I'm not. Yeah. And then I would go home and I'd fall asleep for another mm-hmm. two or three hours. Right. And and that's chopped up sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the other thing. It's not diets. Great. Fine control yourself, learn discipline on what you eat. Absolutely. Uh, but there's so much more to it than that. Right. You have to watch how much sleep do you need? Right. I, I have just learned at 45, I need at the minimum eight hours of sleep. I went through college, raising kids, working mm-hmm. full time on mm-hmm. a, on a three to four hour sleep schedule for four years. I ain't doing that shit no more. I know what my body requires for me to be a happy, lucky person the next day and nothing. I don't care what kind of social life my friends have. Nothing trumps that for me. No, nothing. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. I I think I'm in that same boat Mm -hmm. where it's just like, you know, I mean, especially when you're working a, and nothing against people that have physically demanding jobs. No. When, when you're working a mentally, demanding job that can almost be more tiring in a day than a physically demanding. I would agree with that. I actually started doing um, drives through Metro parks after work because I just need that separation, especially working from home. Mm -hmm. I don't have a separation of work and work and home. Right. And that kind of is my go-to is just that, that 15 minute drive that I normally get from work, the building to my house, I will take that 15 minute drive through the Metro parks. Cause I just need that decompression and I know it. And that was a hard thing for me too, is separating work from personal, even though I drive from an office every day mm-hmm. home there, there was still like that, that one asshole call that that's just still, you got to get rid of it. Gotta, yeah. You got to right. get rid of it. Um, you know, and I'm always on the phone with my wife on the way home or I'm on the phone with, you know, Lisa talking about something mm-hmm. or I'm on the phone with one of my friends or, you know, whatever, like I'm, I'm doing stuff to, to transfer out. But like there are some nights when I would come home, especially if it's a Saturday, cause I used mm-hmm. to work on Saturdays and it's just like, okay, I'm changing my clothes real quick. And then we're out. We got to go head over to our friend's house for D and D or, you know, whatever we're doing with them that week. And it's just, there's no time for me to turn it off. And they, they've literally said to me, they're like, you're not the same person right. you used to be. Cause you're just, okay. Yeah. When you don't have, right. when, that's, that's what I noticed. And I don't think it's selfish at all. When you know what you need mm-hmm. to live life, mm-hmm. you are no good to anybody. If you don't have those elements that make you whole. Right. And that's what I've been preaching and, and, and trying to help women do is, yeah. You have to be your own voice, your own cheerleader. Yes. You have to be that person. Stop waiting for other people to tell you what to do with your life. If you feel like shit, do something about it. There's Mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff that you can do to rectify that situation for yourself. And, but it has to be you doing the work. Yes. 
And I think that that's kind of, you know, like I'm just thinking of different things that we can tell people to watch out for. Like if you notice that there's no break between work and personal, you got to fix that. Yeah. If you're finding that you're spending more time rushing around trying to be social, maybe you need to calm the fuck down and have a night in. Because I would say at least if you are a busy, 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 busy person and that's just your lifestyle, you need to make one day out of your week. My day. Your day. You have to have something to siphon all that crap out. That's that's not to do with your wife, your husband, your kids, mm -hmm. nothing but you to get rid of that crap. That's that that's what's worked for me. Yeah. Um and I'll and I'll admit this because my wife actually just brought up a really good point that it's hard to tell your your mate or your significant other or your partner about some of the things that are going on. And I actually fell into that trap. Um, God, what is it? Maybe three, almost three and a half, maybe four years ago now. Um, I attempted suicide. Okay. I didn't even know I did. How do you not know you did? I blacked out. Are and you drinking? No, um, I had just gone off of work. I was supposed to get off six hours earlier than I got off. So I worked 15, 16 hours that day. So you're like delirious at that point? I also had a cracked tooth in the back of my mouth, and I was in so much pain. And I worked all the way out in Oberlin, and Oberlin shuts and down at 10 o'clock at night and doesn't open again until 9 o'clock the next morning. And it was Easter Sunday. Oh, God. Yeah, that's awful. Right. So I had to drive all the way home from Oberlin with this tooth killing me. Yeah. I was overtired. Right. I get home and I, I stopped at the drugstore because I had to buy more pain medication. Sure. Yeah. Open the bottle. And that's the last thing I remember. I wake up. Bottles on the floor next to me. Empty. And I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh, my God, did my cats eat them? Um, you know, where where right. this was a 500 count bottle. Where the fuck did these pills go? Right. All of a sudden, I got sick. All of it just kind of came up. And they all up. just started coming up. My boss is blowing up my phone. Where the hell are you? You're two hours late. And I'm like, I think I just tried to kill myself. I'll call you back. Like. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so like I, I'm I, assessing the situation here. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. What to say. Yeah. 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 So I was, I, you know, I go to the hospital, get my stomach pumped, you know, because I don't know how many more pills are still right. in there. Like I got home at eight o'clock in the morning. I woke up at 1130 at night. I look at that as a spiritual intervention for real, because mm -hmm. otherwise it, like you weren't you were alone. Yes. So you had no idea whether or not you were going to wake up from that. Exactly. That is just, that's got to be spiritual intervention. So I didn't tell Megan about it for maybe two weeks. Cause I just didn't know how. Right. You know, and her and I were going through a bad time. She was staying at her mom's, you know, and plus I was working the overnight shift. So I was never home. Right. Man, those opposite shifts. Those those things will kill you. Yeah. For real. And then I've, I'm having to wake up at 8 o'clock every morning to move my car so that she can go to work mm -hmm. and, you know, all this other crap. Oh, well, she said it was a month. 
And, you know, like I had called my friend Tony, whose band we just heard on break. Uh-huh. And I'm like, dude, I, I need to get out of this job. Like, and I told him what happened. And he's like, quit. Today. Like, you are not you. You So, I mean, right. this isn't the first time that I've gone through what I've been going through. Right. You know, and he would think I'd learn from that, but I'm stubborn. I'm pigheaded. I'm a kid from You're 84. You're going to keep going through it until. <laughs> so let this be the last time you go it through is. it. It Lee. is. It is. It is. <laughs> um, you know, but the, the the signs and she was pissed that I didn't, you know, and I'd and be pissed too, so. Megan. Rightfully I would. So. You know, but at the same time, it's just like, you know, I, how do you tell somebody but like I, I almost died? And see, I have, I have an, uh, the same kind of thing. Um, my, my ex-husband's family, um, lost their matriarch. Um, the problem was that she had cancer and she didn't tell anybody and she's self treat treated with just drinking. And, um, for many, 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 many years after she died, um, her husband was a was pretty much yelling at her gravesite on a daily basis because she didn't trust him. Of all people, you're going to trust nobody. And you suffered by yourself. It's, it's not even that I didn't trust her. It's just, I for me, it's kind of like, with the, you know, being sitting in a hospital with shit all over your ass. It was embarrassing. And So did you tell her because you were ashamed? I told her because she needed to know. And I told no, her, I mean, you didn't tell her for a month because you were ashamed of what happened. I, I was ashamed that I that I did it. I was ashamed that, you know, my friend was my boss mm-hmm. at that time. And I'm like, I was ashamed of the fact that my boss put me in the position that she put me in. Right. And kind of like what happened with this heart situation. She got on the phone and she started cussing people out. Like, you need to stop bothering him. You need to do this. You need to do that. I did not need her calling my job and being like, listen here, motherfuckers. Right. Because I could have gotten fired for that. Right. You know, not that I'm not grateful that she would do that. Mm -hmm. But it's also the fact like, this is my friend. We've been friends for 25 years. I don't want to put my friendship with her at risk. Right. But then at the same time, you're calling me every hour. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Right. Like, I just told you that I think I might have tried to commit suicide and you still want me to drive an hour to Oberlin. You still want me to come in? Shouldn't you be telling me to go to the hospital right now? Right. You know, and then come to find out that that same person was actually no showed our wedding because she was afraid that if she was going to come there, she was going to object. <laughs> Who is this person in your life? <laughs> That's so weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we, we took the, you know, does anybody object to this union out of our vows? You know, not because we didn't trust anybody, but just because we didn't That's- want it in there. But at the same time, she was going to sit there and tell everybody that I was cheating on my wife with her. You the know, people you don't want at your wedding anyway. Right. And then like after I quit, like I have people that I used to work with messaging me on Facebook. Like you do know Penny was going to. Well, there's there. There's there's her name. Penny. <laughs> Penny. Oh, I can't do it. <laughs> um, you know, but you know, like she was gonna do this because you two used to date in high school. You know, you're working with her again. She started getting getting feelings for you again, and she was gonna you stud muffin you. I, I apparently, man, like I don't I don't know what it is, but your milkshake brings all the girls to the yard. 
I wish it didn't. I wish it didn't sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, there, so there, there is all of that, right? And so my my what I'm hearing from you though is a lot of you allowing. Yeah, you allowing a uh-huh. lot, and and the only reason I say that is because I allowed a lot. You know, and I, and I. I had the same angry responses mm-hmm. to these people doing shit in my life that I didn't understand why they were doing it, but I was allowing it because I never actually put a stop to it. And that was the whole thing. I mean, especially <laughs> with that particular job, I told them when they moved me out to Oberlin and they said, we're going 24 hours. I'm like, find somebody else to work that third shift. Right. I'm not doing it. And that's where setting boundaries is important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, you know, and I like, they're just like, well, we need to interview and we need to do this. And I'm like, then make it happen right now. Uh, your ass was, oh yeah, it was. Yeah. 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 At one, at one of my jobs, one of my coworkers, uh, got a sexual okay, harassment. I love you, Megan, but I'm just going to say gross on that <laughs> one. <laughs> that's your, that's your ass to be squeezable. This was actually somebody that I worked with at a place. Um, she was trying to write me up when she didn't have permission to write me up. So I walked out of the office and I'm like, fuck you, find a new closer. Cause I'm right. not, I'm not going for this. Like if, if the district manager wants to write me up, he can bring his ass in here and he can write me up himself. And I'll still tell him that you can't write me up because what you're trying to write me up for is bullshit. Right. Um, and so I stormed out, got in my car, drove home. I had a minor call me and be like, she just said that the reason you stormed out of here was because she tried to touch your ass because it was also squeezable and that she couldn't resist what? herself. Yes. Okay, that's inappropriate. I immediately turned around, grabbed that person, had them come outside, sit on the hood of my car in front of cameras, and had her write a statement. And I drove to our store manager's house because she lived right up the street and knocked on her door. That is some wild shit. And said, this just happened today. That is some wild ass shit. I've never even had that happen to me before. That is some wild and crazy shit right there. And I have some wild and crazy shit happen to me. I, I so mean, you that, used to follow wrestlers around, so I can I'm, just imagine. Just saying, there there yeah. are some seriously weirded out people out there. <coughs> but yes, I did follow around wrestlers for about five years, so... There's nothing that can shock me at this point. I've seen I've, it all. I've been in those <laughs> locker rooms. I know what those motherfuckers say to each other. So, I mean. There's um, no shocking me. Yeah. I, I did have to stop her from going up there. <laughs> I did. Um, you know, but I mean, it's nice to have a woman that, that will back you up like that. But yes, a lot of what happened in my life I, I is somewhat self-inflicted. And now that I'm getting to the age that I'm at, I'm realizing that, like you said, I had, I did not take accountability for right. a lot of the negative that was going on in my life. I just continued to allow it to happen. But now it's to the point to where it's just like, I want to live. I want to turn my life around. I want to get I'm doing healthy. good stuff for me. Right. And that's what, what, that's the whole point of setting boundaries and being accountable exactly. and all these things that I'm talking about yeah. is you're doing right by yourself. Mm. And that is more important than anything else you will ever do in your life. And I think that that's the biggest warning sign that you can look for is that if you're not taking the time out to be yourself, if you are, if you're exhausted all the time, if you're asking yourself, why do I do this every day? 
then it needs an evaluation mm -hmm. because there's something that's funking you up that's causing you stress. Because again, I always say life is not a box of chocolates by no means, but it, it is a, a flowing river and it's supposed to flow smoothly yes, and easy. Mm -hmm. And if you're not having an easy time, there is something that's blocking it. And you gotta figure that out to let it flow freely again. Mm -hmm. <coughs> so, I mean, other than you know, knowing the symptoms and knowing the um, <coughs> sorry, I have a tickle. I don't know what that is all about. Uh, we were fighting a lot then too, right? Exactly, and that's part of the reason why we were fighting is because I had no life. I like I would literally wake up, go to work, come home, sleep, wake up, go to work. Come home. That's how sleep. it happens. It happened to me. That's pretty there, much. I lived. I lived to work. Yeah, and there was no time in between. Like, I mean, obviously there was time in between my shifts, but I mean, there wasn't time for me to just wake up, relax, have some me time, and then go to work. It, right. Because of the hours I was working, it was literally wake up, let the dog out, feed the dog, <coughs> make sure the cats had food and water. Right. Get dressed leave so i wasn't even eating until i got to work an hour later wow. and then it would be because it's oberlin it'd be an hour drive home and it's just like i'm sitting there on the freeway on the way home i'm telling you we we beat ourselves up in our 20s and 30s for real that's why we don't give a fuck by the time we're 40 exactly i'm just saying when you when you hit 40 it all just slowly by the time you're 50 it's all gone right it, you think you think it's all gone right now no 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 those 50 year olds they really don't give a fuck at all they'll just say and do what they what they want to do and say mm -hmm. um uh there was no us time exactly <coughs> exactly like my days off i'd be sitting there and i don't care how many fucking people get mad by the team i'm about to mention I'd be sitting there watching a Steelers game. My phone would ring. Your first mistake right there. <laughs> I had hey. to say it for my Cleveland people. <laughs> um, I would be sitting there watching the game. And, you know, I would have my TV on the Steelers. Mm -hmm. Megan would have her TV on on that team that plays up the street. <laughs> um, and my phone would ring. So-and-so called off. I need you to come in. No, it's my day off. I'm not going anywhere. Well, I'm not going to sit here and not go home to my kids because you don't want a day off. Excuse me. Right. But I do it. <laughs> the time that's, that's why, that's why your health sucks. Exactly. Right? <laughs> I'm just saying. Right. That's why I'm mentioning everything. Like it sounds like we're not mentioning warning signs, but we're sharing no, personal experiences. No, it, it really is one of the lessons I learned is you don't have to have that picture. Whatever picture was put in your head at right. 14, 15 years old by right. the last generation right. is not how your life has to be. Exactly. You don't have to be a wife or a husband. You don't have to be a mother or a father. You don't have to. And we were, we were brainwashed to believe that that 
we that have was, to go that to was, work. That was we have the, to do this. We have yeah, to do We're that. obligated exactly. to do these things because of how our life is. Mm -hmm. And we are told that at such an early age that we believe. It took me 25 years to realize that I could have just been a kid at 18 and not a mom and not a wife. But and, I chose that route because that's what mm -hmm. they tell you you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And the same with you. Yeah. Go to work, provide. You're supposed to kill yourself for your family. Mm -hmm. That's that's what they tell you. As a man, you're supposed to kill yourself so that your family can be provi provided for. Exactly. And, and, the, and that's, yeah. yeah. And now you're realizing at such an early age that that's not true. If you're not okay, nobody else will be okay in your family. And that's what it is, you know, and it's like, I mean, my and Megan, please back me up on this. We're driving home from the hospital that night and my friend Chris is driving because I obviously my car's still at my job, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, and he's just like, I just got you back in my life. You are not going to fucking die on kick me your now. Ass too. You know, he's like, I just got you back. I'm not ready to lose you again. And, you know, our friend Jen's sitting right next to him and she's just like, it's been 15 years since we've been able to hang out because of other decisions in mm -hmm. my life. My kids just got you back. You are Uncle Lee. You are not leaving my kids. You know, and obviously my wife is just like, we haven't even been married two years yet, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I got a whole lot more plans for you. You don't, you don't get to check out yet. Exactly. You, <laughs> you know? know, but I mean, like the next day, like I'm on the phone with my friend, Erica. Um, hopefully she doesn't mind that I mentioned this, but she's suffering from <laughs> hypoglycemia. <laughs> and they just recently found another blood clot on her. So she just had to go and get that removed. Wow. And she's like, I'm going through a lot of what you're going through right now mm -hmm. where it's like we have i have to re she's younger than i am and it's like i have to redo my whole life i have to do this i have to do that and so you had mentioned before that it took you a month to tell your wife yes about that yes what was it that finally made you tell your wife uh, she says that is fact by the way about chris yelling at us um <coughs> it was getting downtime close for the wedding for one but for two, it's like I find like I I had handed in my notice at <coughs> that place that I was working right. that just recently decided to re-retire a purple mascot. Um, I've mentioned them on the air before, so I don't care. Um, and I started telling my friends, like I told everybody at the same time. It wasn't like I was telling people randomly. Right. I waited to tell everybody at around the same time. It's like. Started telling my friends I should probably tell her because if not, then they're going to be like, did you know Lee just, you know? Oh, and then you're dead. Exactly. Then you're dead. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, but more importantly, it was we had been fighting. Our relationship wasn't in the best spot. And I'm just like, you don't think that all that hasn't added to this either? That's extra stress. Right. And if you guys haven't been married that long... It's really difficult. One of the things I found out was it's really difficult to trust your spouse right off the bat. There's a the crazy thing is that her and I have been dating almost 15 years. So, I mean, it's like there's there's not really anything that. Then again, I ask you, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because, more the embarrassment than anything, because because of the fact that 
your your marriage is going to be tested time and time again. Yes. And it we're, will- we're, yeah. And she even <laughs> said, she's like, I knew he was keeping something from me. You know, she thought I was cheating on her. Well, of course she does, because be- we we all know. Even if it's an innocent secret, it's still a secret. And mm. you're together. You're one flesh. She's going to know when you're off. Mm hmm. And that's just women intuition. Mm-hmm. We know our our partner is pretty damn good. Yeah. So, and that's what she's that's what she's meant to do is keep you in check because you're yeah. not doing it. Right. You know, and I mean, it's not that I didn't trust her with it. It's not that you know I wanted to hide anything from right. her. It's it, mainly it was just that embarrassment fact, and, I, and not necessarily like because I've been asked this a lot, and I'll and I'll admit it. People were asking me, like, were you embarrassed that you failed? And I'm like, did I really fail, though? Failure to me would be dying. Failure to me would be if once you realize the problem. And I don't do anything to fix it. Yeah. And that's failure to me. You know what, what you need to do to keep that from happening again. And you just don't give a fuck. Right. So I quit that job. Mm hmm. I got a job that I thought was better and I knew that was just a placeholder because mm-hmm. I knew that this other position at the post office was coming. Okay. It just had a start date, but I needed to make money until then. I feel that too. So, you know, I took this position. I thought I was going to get a different position and I turned it out not being that position. And I'm just like, okay, you're going to fuck me. So I'll just fuck you right back. <laughs> And, oh, yeah, by the way, I started the Postal Academy on this date, you oh, know, God. and he's just like, well, what? I mean, this is literally what he said to me. You're too fat to be in, to work at the post office. You're a kitchen person. Work here. No. Well, thank you for squashing my dreams to be a postal worker. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm just like, where's the health insurance? You want me to work here? Here's what I need. I need direct deposit. Taxes taken out of my check every two weeks. I need health insurance. I need this. I need that. I'm like, oh, yeah, by the way, I get married in four months. So I need like a week off. You know, and he's just like, well, this is a bar. I can't do that. And I'm like, and that's exactly why I'm going to the post office. There you go. And I ended up getting fired. (laughs) You know, pretty quick. That's not the point of the story. (laughs) But, you know, I I ended up getting fired from there. But he's always just said, like, you'll be back. And he was right. But then I fought to get my job back because I'm like, I only had this job for a month and you're going to fire me because my performance is weak. Mm-hmm. You didn't even give me a chance. Right. <laughs> well, you also took four days off to get married. I'm like, yeah. And my mar- my wedding had already been delayed twice. Thanks to COVID. You really want to tell my wife it has to be delayed a third time? I wouldn't. But I sure as I wouldn't. COVID, we couldn't help. Right. But this we could, And I think that maybe that was part of the other thing, too, was I was working crazy hours because of COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, the other thing that happens, too, with married couples when they get married too early, they have to sacrifice their time mm-hmm. because you have to make ends meet. So a lot of early young couples will work opposite schedules to keep the money flowing. And that is a killer, mm-hmm. big time killer. Mm-hmm. It happened to me when we had kids. I was, he was during the day and I was in the evening, but I seemed to be doing more Mm -hmm. than he was, you know? So there's that, you you just have that slow trickle of compromise 
you don't even know you're doing it mm-hmm. until it just domino effects to where you're at. You don't even know you're compromising your work ethic by going bouncing here and bouncing there and bouncing here and, and bouncing there. Right. And when I got this job that I'm at now, thank God I like this job, you know, and I even said this during training. I'm like, I'm 38. I have done. Oh, I'm terrified to go look for a different job. I've been doing this too long. Exactly. And, that, <laughs> and that's exactly what I said. It's like in the last four years, I've gone from IT work to working in the kitchen to restaurant management. And now I'm back here doing this. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I am here in this building until you tell me, get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if you tell me, get the fuck out tomorrow, then thanks. <laughs> you know, nice knowing everybody. Well, damn. You know, <laughs> that uh, would suck much better moods when he gets home. So that that's part of it too. <clears throat> you know, like th- that was step one, not tanking at home with you is step one for that, sure. Mm-hmm. But step you know, but also it was finding a job where I knew I wanted to be there. Sure. And I mean, just everything that they said on the phone interview to the fact that the person that was supposed to interview me in person quit, that they called me and they said, he literally just walked out the door 20 minutes ago. Right. Your interviews in three hours. Can you still come today? We promise we'll find somebody. I'm like, yes, I'd like, I'll still be there today, you know, to, and I knew I had the job when I had the person laughing that I was in the interview. That's great. You know, and then they called me back like the next day and said, your start date is this date. Nice. And I'm like, that's all I needed to know, you know? Um, and that was after being told, sorry, we are going a different way with the position. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Uh, we don't think your age is a good fit for our company. Um, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're like your beard. Like I, I literally heard your beard's too long and I'm like, well, I can cut it. Like, I don't, this is just a character for radio. Like right. I, I don't need this. I don't need this either. I'll cut that too. You'll you cut know? the man bun. <gasps> <laughs> it's not a man bun. <laughs> it's a high pony. <laughs> um, funny thing is, it's like my best friend at work. Cause I'm, I'm, made a really good friend at work her hair is cut the exact same way mine oh, is. oh too funny yeah hers is green but mine you know but still you got the little baby ponytails yeah, together yeah. Aww, that's and, so cute and my wife just met her the other day and she's sitting there she's like she's you with boobs oh i don't, <laughs> I don't know megan does she have the beard too mm-hmm. i don't know no she did okay good Whew. um she said she, yeah she's been threatening to cut it off um <laughs> But I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, is just like, again, I was willing to compromise yeah, to get a job that I thought I wanted. Then I walk into this place and they're like, oh, you, you do a Steelers podcast on Sundays from 10 to noon, come in at one o'clock. Um, you know, you do your podcast on Friday nights. Okay. When you start your, your production, which is what they call it, production schedule, you'll have Fridays and Saturdays off. Oh, wow. You know, they're like, then you can work the rest of the week and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, I didn't pick my schedule. They picked it for me, you know, but they knew that I had these certain things. But that... they made accommodations. Exactly. It. You know, and I'm just like, wow, like, thank you. And the health insurance has been spectacular so that's far. That's sad that you think that that's a oh, wow. That's how sucky the, the work environment is. That, yes. that, that they literally just threw a bunch of perks at you and that was 
That was that was the well, tada. You know what I mean? And it's not. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not coming down on that. That's just. That's right. just the the way employers are now. There isn't emphasis on quality. Oh, there is here. Good. Oh yeah. That that's the hard part. Is is a lot of places are looking for warm bodies, and that they constantly are trying to mm. train you to oh. their environment. My training class had 26 people in it. Out of those 26, 14 are left. Wow, that's good. But on top of that, I know this. Uh, other people that I work with don't know this, but because of some conversations that I've had with my supervisors, 387 people applied and interviewed to be in my training class. Twenty. Six were chosen. Those are good. Because I will tell you, just working in, and because every month they have to do a HIPAA class yeah. for new hires. Right. So just watching warm bodies come and go is just crazy. It's, it's, it really is. And it saddens would, me that we don't want to take the time. You would, you would <laughs> think that with what I just said, that out of my training class, 26 people started. Mm -hmm. 14 or left right that that would sound it, like high turnover but right after our training class got done another one was already in the building right and right after they got done another one was in the building right it's it's not that it's a high turn they were weeding out the the bad fruit right off the bat and most of the people that were in my training class that aren't there anymore quit on their quit on their own then mm -hmm. now the reason why they've had so many training classes is because they're getting rid of the people that were there right. before us but they literally said, our expectations of our people are so high. That's why we do these trainings the way we do them. Yep. And if you can't handle the three weeks in the classroom, there's no way you're going to be able to handle the three weeks on the floor. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, literally like two days after we got on the floor and started taking live calls, five people were gone. It's so weird, right? You know, and I'm sitting here and I'm like, everybody was just like, yeah, we want this. We're going to be the one training class where nobody quits. I'm looking <laughs> around. I'm like, where the fuck everybody go? You know, but then at the same time, it's just like, you know, I, I, I put pressure on myself when I first got there. Cause it's just like, I know this job. I know what I'm doing. I want to be at the same level that I was at when I was at the last place. Mm -hmm. I was a subject matter expert. I was on my way to becoming a supervisor, da, 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 blah, 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 blah. Then I thought about it and I'm like, don't do that. Because you're just going to end up in the exact same spot you were four months ago. Overworked and unappreciated. Right. I'm like, let the accolades come naturally. Just get back into the flow of things. I agree. Learn their way of doing things because the way it worked there is not going to work here. Don't set that bar right out the gate. And what I realized is just by having the mentors that they had with us for three weeks, mm -hmm. you know, walking around, helping me out when I needed it. <coughs> and then the supervisors that we had for the, this past few months of training coming to me and saying, you got this. Right. That's all I needed. And then I was just like, all right, cool. You know? I no, saying, I agree. But it's, that's the thing that is that happened during COVID is everybody went remote. So everybody thinks they can do everybody's job. That's not true. Just because you work remote does not give you any more expertise on what I, you're going remote for. And I can honestly tell you right now, 
the number of people that are working from home from my company right now are now being asked to come to the office because their work levels have dropped <clears throat> right since going remote. And that is that is the one thing that I, especially in call centers, mm-hmm. you can't be sitting there and having friggin' Doctor Who playing in the background. Yes, I saw your shirt. Yeah, I know. I wore it for you. <laughs> I, I specifically wore it for you. Um, you know, you can't be listening to Jodie Whittaker run her mouth. Oh my God, she was a horrible doctor. Um, <laughs> I did not watch past ten or twelve. <sighs> I couldn't. Peter Capaldi did a great job. Eh. She was horrible. Okay. I can't. I, it was Dr. Peter, Woke. Uh, oh, well, no. It was literally Dr. Woke. They did a whole episode on Harriet Tubman. I'm like, you're British. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well make Bill Campbell the, the <laughs> next doctor. You know, I mean, so they're bringing back uh, David Tennant for the 60th anniversary. They're bringing back. Um, what was her name? The one that they had to erase her memory because she she was like obsessed with him. Billy Piper? No, 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 not not Bad Wolf. Um, the one after her, the one that was supposed to get married and then oh, um, Amy Pod. No, Pond? before her. Before her, the redhead. Donna. Yes, they're bringing Donna back for no, this. they should not bring Donna back. Um, and then after that, the new Doctor takes over, which I guess this is a transgender person. So oh, I, I... God. see, they're getting worse with it. That's this that. No, this is not when they relaunched Doctor Who. They did not relaunch it for the new way of doing it i i i did not hate the fact that they were going female with the character of the doctor i'm just like i'm like you did it with the master it worked out with her being the mistress i'm like but no and you can't do that after what they did with with um matt smith i mean they had this whole entire season of his amy pond was his what like what how did that work she was River Song's mother. Mother. Yeah. And River Song was his his wife. wife. Yes. Yeah. So they were and that's why I couldn't watch Peter what is his name? Capaldi. I can't watch him because they went from young young young, young old <laughs> and then female. Like we're who's cast? Are you on crack? Like uh, who are these people? I guess when Capaldi played Caesar on, I think it was one of the David Tennant episodes. He, it probably he, was. He was Caesar. And he's just like, I'd love the chance to play the doctor one time. So would so many other nerd <laughs> nerd actors, for real. Everybody's been pining for that um, position. But they also changed the writer of the show after they that. They did. Um, Russell T. Davies left and they brought yeah. in the other guy. They and- changed the whole setup. I didn't like it. Like mm-hmm. the whole theme of it is, yeah. even the intro is weird now. Well, I mean, they're bringing Tenet back. They brought Russell T. Davies back. Did obviously- you see the teaser for that? Oh, my gosh. It huh. looks amazing. I will watch it again if they bring David Tenet back. I will Supposedly watch it again. He's, he's, uh, they, they've confirmed he's I the know, doctor. I know, but I'm, I'm just, I don't know what they're twisting it with. So that's the only yeah. thing. Uh, Jodie Whittaker transformed into him. I saw that one. Yeah. Because my I, I don't remember who sent it to me, but everybody that that's real close to me knows yeah. that I'm a huge, Hoovian. oh yeah. huge. I grew up with with Doctor Who. Megan says me too. Oh man, <laughs> she loved David Tennant as the Doctor. He was one of my favorites. I did. I will tell you, I found Christopher Eggleston mm. comical in that role. Just he couldn't pull it through. And he like, never really wanted it either. No. They kind of like forced him into it. 
And I'm like, the, the, the relationship between him and Rose wasn't working right. And then, no, when they and brought- then David Tennant came in and it was like the perfect partnership. Oh. And then they destroyed it. That was, oh. that was the only time I've ever cried during Doctor Who was when she got when, trapped in the other world. Yes. <laughs> and then like hearing him go, I don't want to go. Yes. Right that, before he rejo- Oh my God. That was so, oh Smith. yeah. Yeah. That was sad. Why the hell are we not going to this <laughs> instead of, of listening to your body? <laughs> well, um, but yeah, no, I mean, we're actually into overtime anyway. But, oh, um, shit. See, yeah. we could talk for hours. Exactly. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, it's like, I think we got the message across. Like, you know, like we shared experiences. We shared our own personal feelings on on when we didn't listen to our body mm-hmm. when we shouldn't have. I think that's that's a lot of a, a warning sign is just hearing it from somebody else. A warning sign is definitely when you you when you're denying it. Yes. When you're in denial about something, I ended up after 12 years of never having a urinary tract infection. I denied the shit out of that. And you know what it got me? Kidney failure. That is not a good thing. Uh, (laughs) Not a good thing at all. Actually, all this that I'm going through now started with something similar to that. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a really bad pain in my kidney. I thought it was just a bladder infection. Mm -hmm. And then I'm on the, this was early 2021. Mm -hmm. So COVID still kind of. I'm on the phone with Teladoc because good luck getting a hold of an actual doctor. Right. And they're just like, I'm going to stop you right there. I told them what the symptoms and everything was that I was having, like mm-hmm. pain in here, it, like the feeling like tingly feeling like your foot's mm-hmm. asleep. I was feeling that in my kidney. Um, a lot of pain when I urinated, you know, things like that. And they're mm-hmm. like, stop right there. I've already called your local hospital. You're going there under my recommendation. You might be septic. Go. That's exactly where I where I ended up. I didn't even, I drove myself to the emergency yeah, so room. Did I. <laughs> I didn't know what the hell was wrong with me, but I knew something was majorly wrong. But that's also when I started focusing on mm-hmm. listening. Yes. And that's when I started too. It's just like, I got to cut this stuff back. I started doing the zero sugar stuff back then. Then I got off of it. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, wait a minute, every couple of months, this pain comes back. And it's whenever I'm on a pot binge. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, all right, I, I had to do that with eggs. I can have eggs and stuff, but I can't have eggs. And I had to learn that the hard way. So, I mean, this has been a long time coming. It's been two, three years, but yeah. Um, you know, but I'm it, glad that you're doing much, much better now. Yes. I am so glad that you're doing much better now and that you're actually listening instead of blowing it off. Like it was just a fluke thing that happened to you. And the day after, you know, like I said, I was getting phone calls left and right. My friend that's going through the hypoglycema, mm-hmm. you know, we haven't seen each other since the wedding. And her and I are like best, best, best friends. Like mm-hmm. she's my sister. I'm her brother. Right. We say I love you casually because that we we just yeah. do. I see. I'd still I'm that type of person. I'm a free yeah. bird. If you they are part of your village. Yes. There is nothing wrong with saying I love I you. I danced with her at my wedding. Yeah, there and is we absolutely. Had a I don't care if you're and, married or if they're right. older or younger. It does not matter if they are part of your village. They deserve to know that you love them. She calls my mom mom. I call her mom mom. She's right. my redheaded stepsister. I will love her until the day I die. Her boyfriend hates it. You know, I know Megan wasn't too happy about it in the beginning. 
But then after she saw us hanging out, she's like, I get it. It's different. It's, it's not. Yeah. yeah. Cause I had, I had to have a lot of those relationships being a mil military kid. Right. So it's really hard for me to like say no to a friendship, right? you know, because I cling to my village because I didn't have one growing up, she's, you know, she's kind of been my accountability partner since we were teenagers. And you always need somebody that's no skin in your game. Mm -hmm. And that's going to tell you like it is. And she always has. There you go. You, you know, live the perfect life with that kind of right, friendship, you right. know? And she's sitting there and she's just like, well, listen, I know we haven't seen each other since your wedding. She's like, I know you keep saying we need to get together. We need to do this. We need to hang out. We need to do this. She's like, stop right there. I love you. I know you love me. We just have the friendship where we don't need to see each other all the time. 24 hours a day. I don't, I have friends like that myself. She's like, I'm busy. You're busy. When we have time to get together, we'll get together. It's more meaningful that way. And she's like, I don't want that to worry you. Mm -hmm. I don't want that to be one of the things that's ruining your health. When we have time, we'll have time. Your schedule is changing. My schedule is changing. And as you grow, as you grow with like the goals that you and your wife have yeah. for your family, right? you know, that's going to develop and change. And she's about to get married too. Yeah. You know, and, so. and then her family is going to be mm. the same way, you know, and that's just where I've learned over the years because I grew up military and I have kin, kindred spirits, mm. uh, you know, on all corners of the United States because yeah. of that. You know, yeah. and that's important for even even if you don't see them physically every day. And that's what she said. She's like, you have my number. You know how to text me. You know right. how to call me. If I'm available, I can talk. She's like, but I work from home, so I'm always able to text. Right. And I'm just like, okay, that works. You know, because I've always been afraid to text her when she's at work. Right. Obviously, I can't do anything when I'm at work because my phone's locked in a locker. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. But, you know. <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, I mean... In closing, is there anything else you want to tell people about what, what they need to do and where they need to pay attention? And I would say just when you don't deny any, any, any thought that pops in your head, any feeling that you have, don't deny it. Don't excuse it away. Figure out why you're having it. Yes. There's a reason something pops in your head, whether it's a craving that you're having whether it's a situation that you're in, you might your your go to might be to go squat in a corner. What are you trying to say, Megan? Because you you did not say a, a sentence there. So has our other friend. Too. Oh, so has our other friends too. Yeah, they're they're just like don't worry about hanging out with us if we right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you get older, that's the one thing you. Mm -hmm. If you're not good to you, you're not good to anybody. Right. You know, but I mean, even she's like, you know. You took the day off. You're 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 realizing your it's limitations. It's not selfish at all. And I actually didn't get an attendance violation for taking those days off because they're like, well, you kind of had a heart attack in our bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> we're not we're not going to hold you accountable for that. In fact, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they gave you money. I got paid. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I had to use some of my vacation yeah. time, but, but still, yeah. they paid you for the day and everything because mm. because. You didn't do that crap on purpose on their time. Right. I mean, like I'm walking out and like every manager that we have and every supervisor that we have is just like standing there uh -huh. and they're just like, take the time, get better. Don't worry about your computer. We'll shut it down uh -huh. for you. 
you know, uh, we'll, we'll pay you for the rest of the day. Yeah. And like I said, I'm pretty sure I heard one of them tell the ambulance driver, put this on us. Right. You know, and I, which is nice. It's, it yeah. is nice to know that your employer does give a shit, even yes. e whether or not it's for legal reasons, whether or not it's personal reasons. The fact that it was offered is well, still big. I've had to, right. I've had to leave twice because right. of health issues. Once with my kidney and once I passed a kidney stone and I had blood coming out of a certain area. And I'm just like, that's uh, for another podcast. Right. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> something's bleeding and I don't know why it's bleeding. I need to go. That's not normal. <laughs> that is not normal right, at all. Right. And I, of course, my supervisor or the supervisor that was there was a female and she's just like i don't mm, mm, go i'd go. be the same way if you're if you're bleeding from your pee hole i do not want to know okay it's too much too much for me right so but yeah no i mean they've, they've said your health is more important the phone calls can wait i absolutely agree so uh this is this is mr money are you half of the four men sir who what what i have no idea I don't know. Are you? Are you half of the four men? I have no idea what that even means. Are you are you a horseman? Four horsemen? Is that what it means? I don't know. I've heard of the four horsemen. I mean I no. <laughs> <laughs> I I wrestled one match and I ended up in the hospital um, with a concussion, so I know too much. I more and more information about wrestling than I ever, ever thought I wanted was, to know. And this is like right after Benoit murdered his family. Oh, God. So it's just like I was dating a girl at the time that had kids. Oh, man. And I had that concussion and I'm like, oh, I'm done. I'm out. I'm man. good. That um, was. I will tell you, the late 90s were, were a trip and a half for the well, wrestling industry. This was 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so two thousand like eight nine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's really. It was. I think. Uh, like nineteen ninety six through about twenty ten was the big huge swing. Yeah. Swing of WWE, uh -huh. where everything was just crazy and people were doing over the limits mm -hmm. to get known, and that's when people started doing the jumping off your roof onto the trampoline. Because of WWE. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but I appreciate Nestor checking out the end of the show. Um, don't necessarily understand your question. So uh, you got like two seconds to reply before I cut the feed because we're 13 minutes over time. Oh, my gosh. See? And I, I, I kind of want to go home. <laughs> really? No. Yeah, no. <clears throat> but again, let them know when the next Women's Health Summit is, where they can find it. And um, you can find the Women's Health Summit on Instagram. It's at Summit. How did, how did they do that? Summit underscore Women's Health. I think that's how they did my, when I set it up. Maybe it's just Summit Summit Health. I think it's Summit Health at, at, at Instagram. And then um, Jessica Steffes on Facebook. Oh, that's how you pronounce your last name. Okay. Steph is yes. And then um, my Women's Health Summit is on July 30th. We'll be talking about setting boundaries, and it's from 11 to 1. Okay. That's a Sunday, isn't it? It is. Damn. I always do Sundays just because nobody else is on. <laughs> In the I'm morning. Pretty much, I'm yeah. pretty much. Well, the, well that's what I uh, come September.
where I'm switching um, because that's when football season and y'all and your Steelers stats are taking up my time. So I have to combat. Hey, and it was y'all. our time first. Okay. I did better with it. <laughs> Uh, I no, uh, we'll talk numbers on that. Oh, later. we're gonna talk numbers on that. You know, I'm not gonna let that go, right? Uh, we, we would get about 3,000 views a week. Oh, damn, yeah, there's that many people. Not only that, but we also had the opportunity to move to FM this year. Oh, but we would have had to change our showtime, and I would have appreciated that. Well, one of our co hosts is the host of broad street south and he does his eagles pregames at the same time that we moved to and he's like i can't be on your show plus do my show plus help get you guys on the radio in pennsylvania if i'm doing my show sounds really complicated i just wanted to talk about women's health we (laughs) used to be on seven to nine and we realized that it would be nobody's listening at seven to nine on a sunday right because (laughs) football (laughs) so we changed it to to 10 to noon so that that yeah you do the pregame exactly and i feel it i'm just giving you some shit because i want your time slot (laughs) (laughs) I, i tried getting them to change it that's okay. Be- I got I worked, my job. I worked it out. I worked it out and mm-hmm. it's gonna be grand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh July 30th. July 30th from eleven, 11 a.m. to 1, 1 p.m. Okay. on Redline Radio. Okay. And that is a Sunday. That is a Sunday. And I will be at work. <laughs> or I just just beginning to work. Well, that's what's ends. great about uh the way that Redline does it. Mm-hmm. Cause like you can watch whenever. Whenever you want mm-hmm. afterwards. Mm-hmm. So give me a view. Oh, I will. Okay. I do every month. Okay. Because Megan likes it too. Good. So yay, Megan. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just I definitely want to thank you for coming out and being I am happy to do so. I like talking to you for two hours about stuff that's important. Yes. And maybe one day I can bring you back and we can talk nothing about but Doctor Who. That would be fabulous. I would love that. Absolutely. And coming this fall, I am introducing one man into my chats or into my podcast. So maybe okay. you can come on one of my topics and, yeah. and speak out on it. Megan said she'll watch that one too. Sweet. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, um, I mean, this has been awesome. Awesome. You I know, like it. You you are doing a fantastic job with Thank the Women's you. Health Summit, and we are so glad to have you part of the Redline family. Me too. I'm happy to be here. Yes. Um, so, you know, thank you for coming on, listening to me talk about shitting myself. <laughs> Highlight of my Friday. <laughs> Highlight of my Friday. And if one of our mutual friends was listening, she you now has some, some. Oh, well, that that's good. You yeah. know, <laughs> I don't know if she was or not. Um, I'd have to go back and watch. Yeah, I have no idea. I, I'm still terrible at these looking at this while I'm talking. Yeah. I'm having, I'm well, that's why we put the, the comments up there. So that I you know, but I'm staring at, at you. Yeah, <laughs> right. right, right. Um, but yeah, no, um, like I'm sure, you know, and she already knew about it because you know, yeah. our friends told her. Like, yeah. And she even said, like, if I had known he was at Marymount, I would have come up and seen him. OK. So, I mean, there there was that. So, I mean, I, I thank her for that. And, you know, um, OK. So Megan said she didn't see her come through the comments. So, OK. But um, but yeah. Um, but thank you. You're I, welcome. I, I appreciate it. Absolutely. We'll do this again. And I, if I remember correctly, the 60th anniversary special airs in November. 
Okay. Which is convenient because that's my birthday month. <laughs> well, I know that my kids who are, well, at least my son will be mm. watching that because we watch. That's, I got them. That's what you do. Nerds got to, got to spread the love. Mm -hmm. Doctor Who 60th anniversary. Uh, what is the date? November 23rd. So right after my birthday. Oh, nice. That's right before Thanksgiving too. So yes, maybe I'll take that day off. Yes. And celebration. I, I hear it's like a four part too. That doesn't surprise me. They've done so many different specials and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, there's like at least two almost hour long or uh, two different ones with Tenant that were like actual two hour movie type the episodes. The 50th anniversary yeah. was, yeah. Oh, that, my God, that was so awesome when they did the different mm -hmm. the different timelines. Oh, that was so good. Okay. And they brought the wartime doctor back. You better because <laughs> it's going to be another hour. <laughs> It's bad enough because Megan's already just like, you're not going to get home until 11 o'clock. And I'm like, no, it'll be fine. And here we are. It's 1030 and we're yeah. still on the air. <laughs> All right. But thank you again for being here. Absolutely. Um, we'll, we'll do this again for the Doctor Who 60th anniversary. Sounds so I, like a plan. I already dropped one of the surprises that we had for the end of the year. So there you go. We're going to talk about the Doctor Who 60th anniversary. <laughs> Bitches. Yeah, you've been told. <laughs> well like for the past few weeks when i was at home i'd had like cybermen and the doctor and the tardis in the background and stuff that's like nice. hiding and i'd interact with them oh my god that's funny as hell yeah, like in the doorway of the bloody asylum room so in, in that doorway right there uh -huh. i had a dalek oh my god <laughs> that's fantastic and then i, I would it. switch it up because there's something else i'm going to talk about at the end of the year too uh -huh. Um, so I had like certain characters from that on here too. Okay. I'm not trying to give that one away just yet, but like I would, I would hide like little Easter eggs, but I would interact with them so that people would know, like I had a mini puffed that was like right up against the screen like this. You know, that's, I went, I went there with my weight loss, right? <laughs> <laughs> I need that alien. <laughs> I just need the, the weight to just pop off of me yeah. into little critters. Well, uh, the, the, the Stay Puff Marshall, the mini ones from the last movie, I had all them running around Did the room you? and everything. Yeah. Uh, so this, well, I guess I just gave it away. But anyway. Uh, um, <laughs> you better cut us off before you reveal too much. I might be broadcasting from New York. I'll just put it that way. Oh, shit. When, when the new movie comes out this. Okay. If it comes out this December. Okay. Because I, I, Sony already said we can go. So. I'm, oh. But anyway. Um, but yeah. So that's going to do it for Money's Crazy Mind this week. Thank you so much for being You're here, welcome. Jess. It was a pleasure. Uh, we'll be back next week. Um, I'm already might have another guest lined up for next week. But the week of the 21st, Behead the Prophet will be here. And they are bringing their new single so nice. there is that uh thanks to Dwayne for trusting me with that so until next week everybody have a week money's crazy mind is a proud redline media group and nameless faceless production that's all folks